0: The Intermediate Line advises a language and concept warning for the entire show.
1: Good afternoon, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of The Intermediate Line with your hosts, Jeff, vicariously living through the listeners, Volta, and Cranky Chris Adams. Now, if you haven't been attuned to the season's form so far, well, go back and have a replay of what the boys have done. Now, first off the rank, we've got the bookend, Jeffrey Volta. In episode 87, he really hit Amos with a bit of starch that I do not believe he was ready for. Now, if we have a look at the clip. Decisions
2: about yeah. these places? places. Would you recommend people necking studies if they value Mary Rivercut?
1: Now, Amos was left there with a bit of a bruise, bump, and whatnot, and some may have said that Jeffrey should have been sent to the bin for that one, but he got away with a slap on the wrist. Now, for the listeners at home playing the intermediate line drinking game, where if Chris says Do you pick up what I'm putting down? Are you drinking what I'm pouring? Or are you smoking what I'm rolling? You would be well and truly pissed as a mattress by now and probably still coming in pissed from the last episode. Now, without further ado, the boys have lined up and are ready to roll. So let's kick this game off.
2: This episode of The Intermediate Line is brought to you by Manic Tackle Project. The only company who knows fly fishing as well as you do. And Beast Brushes. Australian-made brushes and
0: dubbing, professionally graded natural materials, plus a full shop for all of your fly tying needs
1: at beastbrushes.com. <laughs> Hang on! Oh. What are you doing, man? <laughs> Mate,
0: that's uh, that's uh, that is certainly a stellar intro. Oh, th- I think that's the
2: best we've had. I, yeah. I, I don't want to use that. I don't want to throw it out like confetti. But that it was uh, that was the best, absolutely the best intro that we've had. We've had some crackers. I'd actually put that right up with uh, some of the the wide world of sports efforts we've had as well. With with the, um, the creative genius of, of Dan Mam and that other, that other dude. Um, Who's uh, the other R- dude? Uh, R- Richie. What was his name? Richie. Um,
0: we talked about not giving Lapo any air, dude. Oh,
2: uh, yeah, but, yeah. I'll, I'll add yeah. that. But, but that guy, yeah, yeah, that guy, BJ Freem, um, hell of a dude, lives up here in, in Brizzy on the peninsula. And, um, What's his address again, sorry? Uh, I've actually been to his house since pretty funny name 28
0: credibility street <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's a true talent he, he i i think he's found his his calling he does have a head for radio and um uh-huh. and, and a body to match hell of a nice guy uh thanks very much bj um oh and by the way bj stands for barry john in case anyone asks yeah okay so, yep mm-hmm. yes
0: <laughs> wonderful mate i really uh <laughs> interesting that you felt the need to clarify that but um that's yeah. cool. Um, yep. Yeah, man. So, yeah. Hey, I, uh, I, I, uh, I was in Brisbane uh, the other night, actually. Oh, really? What were you doing? I was fishing.
2: Really? I remember that. Tell me about it.
0: I uh, went fishing uh, and I stayed up all night fishing for Jewfish mm. and I caught Zilcho.
2: Ah.
0: El Zilcho. Big donut, mate. Drove home. By the time I got home, pretty much daylight. And mm. um, yeah. Pretty much borderline, um, I don't know, border, borderline lobotomised the next day for a whole day.
2: <laughs> oh, man, that is so rough. I, you know, as you know, I've, I've been on that journey with you a few times. Um, we, I don't um, think we've
0: done all, all night, like nah. just no, no sleep, next, no sleep completely.
2: What was the, I think the latest we ever got home was about just before four, I reckon. So, yeah, for you to get home. You know that—that's another hour or so, mate. That's pretty—that's uh, pretty brutal, pretty committed. Tell me, dude, um, you're big on learning. Every day's a school day. Uh, what sort of um, learnings did you get out of that?
0: Um, well, because it's a city of two million people and it's a highly prized target, I'm not going to divulge too much because you should just uh-huh. get out there and do your own fucking work, you know. Yep. But um. Yeah. Yep. But no, it definitely did take away certain learnings that I will uh, approach things differently next time I also diarize the situation tied what I saw where mm. I saw it uh, when I hit it and all that sort of, that sort of stuff
2: sure man. so I just yeah. so
0: I know um, you know uh, so but um, yeah look and and like all times where I, um, I I might not do as well as what I hoped um, you know I'll, I'll go home and start to think of a different approach and yeah I started to think of a different approach to flights. And, um, and yeah, just, just a different approach. I don't want to expand yeah. on too much, you know, it's just, um, yeah. it's just too, too much of a densely populated area, but, um, yeah, yeah. But I do, I, look- I do, yeah, I do, yeah. So I did spend a little bit more time around, around lights this time. I normally, I've, I I only have pretty, normally have pretty good success away from it. You know, I look for structure more than anything else, sure. but, um, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I probably spent too much time around, around lights, I reckon, but, um, but anyway, uh, it was pretty cool. So I spoke I, I fished with um a dude Jake, Jake Cooper, and um yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah,
2: right, right. All right. Yeah. That's um it's disappointing to hear that you you didn't you didn't achieve, but you also uh, it's it's please, pleasing to hear that you learned something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, mm. you know, everyday is a school day, so they say. Uh, that was a school night, uh, which rolled into what was one of the fuzziest school days that I can remember. <laughs> it's tough, man. It's tough. You get, the older I get, like the harder it is to do it all night, and you feel hungover, and it just you can't <laughs> help but think that half the time you've been drinking piss and you're hungover, like that. Um, most of it's probably just through lack of sleep, fatigue. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: There's it's shit. rugged.
0: So tough. Uh, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, and go go right. It's um, you know that that place you launch. You're launching it like 10:30 um, at night, so it's um, yeah. Still not fishing for all night like that, but you just, by the time you fish, get off the water and get home, you know, it's um, pretty rugged, that's for sure.
2: So hurry up, man. That's committed. Yeah. The
0: rewards with it. The lady at the survey warned us, actually. You're mad, boys. You're mad, she says. And I said, listen, love, it's going to be some fucking great rewards if it pays off. She's like, do you eat them? Nah. What are you doing with them? Put them back. So what are you What are you fishing for them for? Just the sport, love. And I gave her a wink, and I walked out, and I grabbed me chocolate muffin.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah Chocolate muffin and a and a V drink, and that's um, that's what I used to sustain me.
2: She, she yeah, she sent you on your way. She Said see you champ,
0: see you champion.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> nah, she didn't. Uh, she uh, she, you know, she looked like a bit of a like she probably she probably smoked a lot. It was more like what are you boys catching? You know, so it was uh along those sort of times.
2: Bit gravelly, eh?
0: Yeah, yep, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know. She, I think she liked Jakey more than me. She asked Jakey where she where he lived and things oh, like that. And yeah. um, and uh, is there a Mrs. Jakey? I think she said read his card, you know, or something It's tell. Um, <laughs> like,
2: fuck Jakey, yeah, you're in, bro. Slide in, slide into your DMs. You are Jakey's Jake pretty. Um, I heard he's a bit of a ladies' man. You know, like he's looking at his photos. Um. Well, you know he's say. got a
0: he's got a wife, man, kids and stuff. He's not. You wouldn't call him a ladies' man, that's for sure. Well, but yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, he's an object of desire. You
0: know? Well, It could be, yeah, I yeah, guess so. You know, right. it's, uh, you know I'm, I'm into chicks. So you're telling the story, bolts, <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's uh, it's an inclusive <laughs> world we live in, mate. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, you and the saddlebag lady are probably uh, in a, in a grants with a lot of other things as well. I don't know. Maybe you guys like the same V drink. Maybe you guys both like witty Blues. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say, mate, without sitting both of you two in a room across from each other and just putting a piece of paper in front of you and going to write down your lists of likes and dislikes. Yeah. I think we could arrange that one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate.
2: We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Hey, um,
0: yeah, over a battered sausage at the servo hot box one night.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah that might work. Yeah. Hey, I was a good boy and I uh, acquired more tackle this week. I forgot to tell you that. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, got a, um, I got a uh, Abel SDS, another one, that um, it yes. makes number three for me in the last three months. Um, yeah, I love them; they're really good gear. Eh? I got the seven uh, eight size one now, so yeah. lovely, lovely. Yeah, so it gives me a seven eight, 10.11, Oh, sorry, nine ten and eleven twelve.
0: Yeah, so, sweet man. So, what do you use that for? Just like paperweight or something like that, or?
2: Yeah, no, I call it a table ornament. I just put it on the table <laughs> here. I, eh? I put it on my desk where I work. And, you know, I'll look up from my spreadsheets and i, I look at them and go, oh, that's, that's the reason I'm doing all of this, all this hard slog. Yes. Yeah,
0: Motivation, <laughs> man. So so you've got a reel on your desk for motivation and you've got still got that poster of Rambo 4 in your room yet?
2: Rambo 4 was actually the best Rambo, so I won't have you put it. That's what shit. I mean. I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm,
0: where did I come across like I was hanging shit on, <laughs> dude? It's a motivational poster. Rambo, you
2: know? Rambo 4 was probably the best. Which one did you like the most? Rambo 4, man. Yeah, yeah. How's
0: that? How weird is that? Both the same.
2: Yeah. Did we just become best friends? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you mind if I call you Dragon?
2: <laughs> you have to call me Nighthawk.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Night Dog. <dork. Yeah. laughs> no, nah, man. It's, um, that's cool, man. So, uh, did you just go, um, did you go black?
2: Yeah, just just straight black. It's it's a classy one with uh, a classy finish in the, in the gloss black, and I've uh, just went white backing on it. Um, so yeah, what's yeah. the
0: idea between the um, the white backing? Is this like a a, a, a political sculpture? Something sort of like a, the harmony between <laughs> the two colours? Yeah. Like you know, yeah.
2: showing that they can they complement each other. You know, you, you yeah.
0: could have this reel with the white backing you know, in a in mm. a showcase. And Like a sensor hooked up to the room, and as soon as people walk in, you can start playing that that classic 80s song, Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> <laughs> Living together in harmony, you know?
2: Yeah, that'd be a good one.
0: Yeah. Oh, I think so too, man. So yeah. what colour does the work the most, do you reckon? Do you reckon the backing or the reel does most of the work when you're fishing it?
2: Oh, definitely the drag, man. Dude. Oh, the drag. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair enough mate Yeah, yeah <laughs> mate. Uh, I, I, so we've got black and white and drag so yeah, that's mate. um yeah. it's a very equal opportunity uh, really you have got there mate.
2: Yeah mate you yeah, cover nice. all the all the, uh, all the parts of it yeah so yeah, all um, the
0: pronouns
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah dude. So what uh, what's going on in Chrisland what uh, what's been going on in your webs?
0: I've been making uh, showcases for people with uh, attached to sensor lights as uh, switches, and it just plays musical, uh, you know, interaction, sets the mood for people with their display cabinets. But other than that, um, just uh, just normal work with Beast Brushes. Um, I don't yeah. know if I mentioned that this show yet. Uh, if I haven't, I, did I met, just mention Beast Brushes? I'm pretty sure I did, right?
2: Is that a website?
0: It's a website, www.beastbrushes.com. Oh, <laughs> funny, funny <laughs> you should ask, mate. Oh, Not right. only the best, but also the most competitively priced products in Australia. Now, um, mate, I've just dropped a heap of coin on, on new rare and exotic uh, materials to come in. So, yes, um, right. Yeah, keep, keep your eye on it over the, over the coming weeks as the couriers start rolling shit in.
2: Various feathers, furs and hair. Yes, trinkets. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I've, um, I've, I've, uh, I've searched far and wide, uh... So recently, uh, I guess people would see I brought in, um, I, I was fortunate enough through people that I know to secure uh, exclusive agency for big streamers, which is just a retail shop, but they've got access to what is the most premium NIAT or NAAT or NIAT, however you pronounce it, in the world, which is which is great. And the popularity of NIAT is, from what I can see from my customers, is taking off quite well. It's just such a, a great material to interact with with Bucktail. So, um,
2: when you yeah. say interact, what do you mean? Like you blend it together, and it it complements and supports. Well, tell, just give me a quick rundown on that.
0: Well, I tied I tied some people who, who follow my page would know that recently I out of out of curiosity I tied a hollow fly out of mm. um, just nothing but niat, and I wanted to see because you know like a lot of people have who haven't used it or think they've used it or or think it's called something else probably don't know you know it's um. The properties of it i mean there are other products that like natural products that look similar to it but the way that it feels in comparison to some of the other products that i've used that are on on the hide that look similar like they just didn't have like it the other products didn't have any body or they weren't um you know they they, they wouldn't uh wouldn't stand up or have that tension that like um bucktail exhibits when you have hollow tie you might pre pre-stress it to reverse tie it you know so it um it's always going to have that body in the water as opposed to just tying it in normally like a deceiver you know what I
2: mean? Yeah. yeah. So I tied one
0: up like that, um, you know, and I actually fished it on um, on the other night actually, like just to see what how to play the game with a tail wrap and all that sort of stuff, and it's just beautiful. So, but I, I still yeah. wouldn't, I still probably wouldn't recommend. I mean, there's probably I haven't seen too many flies tied like that, like reverse tied with nothing but night night in the whole world. I don't know if it's got legs, but it was just an experiment. But the where it really shines is. As, as, a, as, a, as a standalone material like that, but to, to interact, like I said, to work with bucktail, because it doesn't tangle, like bucktail, it won't mat in itself like bucktail. Uh, and it also, it, it extends the length, you know, of, of the bucktail. And it works in quite well because it's such a coarse hair, it, um, not in compared to bucktail, but it's, it's coarse um, compared to, say, something like wool or something like that, you know um whereas wool, wool seems to not have taper either like to use wool as an example um but no it's got taper so it's thicker at the butts than it is at the at the tips you know like like hair is um yeah it's it's just a it's just a really good material and it's relatively new for me to tie as well and these days i don't get time to tie well i don't tie commercially so i only tie flies that relate to my sort of fishing yeah. so i can't really display the full potential of it i suppose but some of the guys like like Axel Calvert from, from Freehand Flies is tying some wicked hollow flies with it. You know, just using it to interact with it and blending it. It's very easy to blend. Just rub it between your fingers. Like get a get a little pinch of bucktail, pinch of night, comb all the under fur out of both. And then just rub it together and just tie it in. You know, that, that's that's it. You know, you could have, I don't know, like you could have um, like yellow bucktail and like a, a, a fiery brown night And it would just be a beautiful color to blend, you know, as an example. And there's heaps of the colors like that. Just such yeah. a good product. I'm I'm really excited about. It. We're really we're really slow on the uptake to Australia for that for the night. I think it's been an availability thing. Like big streamers don't sell to everyone else. They 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 sell worldwide where they are, and they sell to me uh, on a wholesale basis, and they sell to a shop in France under the same base, and that's it. No one else yes, in the world. Boy. So it's um, yeah. So if you're listening to this in the United States as well, and you're finding it hard to get it out of uh, get it out of Holland through big streamers. I'm sure they wouldn't mind me telling you that uh, you can go to my cart and get it pretty cheaply and get it pretty quickly.
2: And what do you diet here, or do they? They no, do all that. I fire? don't.
0: I don't diet. I want to muck around with dying it. I haven't had a chance yet. It, it, it just moves too quick. I can't. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm finding it. Not not so much finding it hard to keep up. I'm just finding it hard to learn the cadence of sales, I guess, of it. You know. So it's um, yeah. yeah. Just trying to keep up with it. What do you?
2: What? Oh, sorry, mate. The the dogs come in. He's about about to go to bed. He does this crazy thing where he tries to he tries to dig a hole in the in the carpet.
0: Oh yeah, cool. Does he ever find no. anything?
2: No, never. Huh. No, it's just weird. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Um, so do you ever get requests for weird colours or what?
0: Uh no. I don't think people uh maybe I mean no, I don't, but maybe they will in the future when they start start using it. But yeah, got quite a few colours. I don't know how many colours off the top of my head but yeah, that uh that's been going on there. But um yeah, I got I got to heap some other stuff, but like by the time this show airs I'll have a, a massive massive drop of um of uh saddles that are rocking up which I'll be dying pretty full on over the weekend. Um so yeah, just stuff like that. But um still waiting on that. So mate, people, hey, if you're listening to this podcast to listen like the last time when I announced when the bucktail's rocking up Please stop sending me messages of asking me the bucktail. I oh, know that just opens up everyone, like J Dog, who thinks it's hilarious to just send me messages when I say don't send me messages. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to J Dog. Hope you get more tilapia. But, um, <laughs> tilapia. Yeah, yeah tilapia. Tilapia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bill Tapia. <Lapier>. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, look, man, that's, that's, this is the deal with buying it from where I buy it from. Like, you know, the, the dudes I get it from aren't, aren't, hairline you know like so to speak so it's not their full-time job they um i work with a couple of guys that source it from a great great source and just sometimes takes time for them to get it so um it is what it is so it's uh yeah but um i do have a big box of um of hairline tails rocking up yep and i'll grade the shit out of those like i do with all of them but it won't be as good as what what i get you know it's just the way it is Hairline would, be, hairline would be my second choice as far as quality is con- concerned from what I've seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to get from, yeah, I'm not going to tell. <laughs> I used to get from one supplier and it just turned to shit because they end up buying it from the same place that some of the other do that starts with W and I don't like that stuff. So mm-hmm. I always, anyway, um, yeah, that's um, nice. don't want to bag out of there Tell you what else is interesting off the, um, off the website. I know this is, I didn't have no intention of making this a beast brushes intro and I apologize to those who go, fuck man. Here he is talking about it again sorry yes. but this is very important and this has got nothing to do with me uh, as such although I do host the page with the Australian fly tires co-op yeah I wanted to talk about that for a little bit
2: yeah let's talk about
0: it sure what, is, what do you want to
2: know well to start from 101 I know we've done this before but you know that would be arrogant to assume that everybody listens to every episode so let's go right, the well, if, you ha- if you haven't belt, heard about it,
0: well yeah if you haven't heard about it before um, on at beastbrushes.com, there is a, a page on there that hosts um, an, a, a concept that has come to fruition called the Australian Fly Tires Co-op. Now, the idea was to capitalise on the uh, international traffic that, that I'm lucky to get through Beast Brushes and showcase Australian fly tires to the rest of the world, but also to offer a convenient place for Australians to come and buy flies from fly tires that would normally offer a six you know four to six week wait right. um in a in a place that's you know offers a, a an e-commerce there so uh so i guess it's hold I guess up it's,
2: hold, hold up a sec yeah. so when people say when you say that somebody orders off off the co-op those flies are ready to dispatch there's no wait.
0: yeah there's no wait. they're, right, they're cool. they are ready to rock and roll and um that's the deal so i've asked these guys to participate but to also make sure that these right these flies are, are ready you know and and like if for some reason you don't have them ready they have to go out that next day. You know, like you've got to you, you get an order through, you've got to tie them, jump on it, stop what you're doing, and get it. Which is not convenient for them, so they're they they're ready, you know. If you know what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Um Yeah, so those guys have been doing well, um, reasonably well, you know, like it's still quite still quite a new concept. Um there's been probably more flyers have gone overseas than than in Australia. Um but yeah, look, it's uh you know, it's all about the uh strengthening the fly time community as a former commercial fly time myself i just you know i i can't i can't stomach no that's not the right word i i don't i don't feel right importing flies from manufacturers or 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 a third party or a middleman if you like who's then paying someone who they're getting paid like bugger all they don't fish, they, they're they tying to a price and they're probably tying to the old commercial adage that a, a commercial fly shouldn't last more than three to four fish. You know, when in Australia we've got such good fly tyres that <laughs> may or may not be as good as marketing as they should be or could be or or, or, um, or they haven't reached their potential with that yet. So I guess what I'm offering is a, a, a platform to to sort of enhance or, or, or stand beside the, what they're already doing. You know, and maybe maybe reaching an audience that that they, we, we share, but there's also probably gonna be um you know, there's always gonna be that overlap of, of, of people, but there's also gonna be people that I reach that they don't reach and um and that's what I'm hoping to provide for them. Um and I wanted to extend the invitation here, you know, I guess, tonight was one of the one of the things I wanted to bring up on this intro. I wanted <laughs> to say that um, Anyone who's listening to this who's the commercial fly tire or knows someone who is, who thinks that this would be good for them, no matter what stage they are at of commercial fly tying, yep. um, starting out, I, d- I don't care. You know, like if you've got flyers that you can offer for sale, uh, come to me, to the co-op. I'm not excluding anyone. I don't know everyone. So, I mean, like I can't, I'm not going to go in and blanketly. The- I asked a lot of people and some people it wasn't for them and a lot of guys jumped on. There's a lot of guys that I haven't loaded their stuff up yet because I've been... Busy, and to those guys that are listening. I, I apologize, but it's it's an all inclusive thing. I don't give a shit where you are buying materials. I don't care if you make them out of cows' pubes. For all I care, you know, just <laughs> I don't care. Like uh, if yep. I could, if I had the time and the money, which I'm not Rockefeller, and I and I don't control time because I'd like to go fishing, I would make another website that I would happily manage for them dudes. That um that to do it because I believe in the Australian fly time market that much i think we just got such incredible talent here all our flies are uh majority practical you know we we, aesthetically we tie great flies as well but we don't dick around with like um aesthetics flies that have got no place in the water that don't fish don't catch fish don't swim our flies are practical like that and i think you know uh, in a country that hasn't have any off season for fishing you know we could fish we could fish and tie flies 365 days a Whereas we're quite, we're not unique like that, but I mean, like we are such a big country and such a big culture of fly fly tying and fly fishing that has that compared to some of the other big countries, you know, that yeah, might ice over or whatever, you know. But uh, yeah, I just want to show it. I guess I just want to show it, and I hope that um, hope it comes across like that and not not. Well,
2: I got know? a question, mate. Jumping in again, why wouldn't someone do it? Like, is there? What's the downside? Say, say it's me, all right. So yep say i thought someone might want some flies i'd have to tie them up have them ready to go but if if i'm a commercial fly tire i've got to tie the stock anyway you don't you don't turn a cent until you you know you make some inventory anyway so that's that's by the by you're just making it and having it ready to go yep and then then what what are you are you gouging me on fees or something look what what's oh, that?
0: that okay well look i mean my website costs money so but it doesn't cost money if you don't sell anything so it doesn't you're right yeah. if you don't if you don't sell anything doesn't cost anything. It doesn't. Co- I don't charge a fucking membership fee right. or anything like that. You know. All right. So, and, um,
2: so what's the scenario, man? Say
0: so I've just passed on the fees. So the pass on the fees is like the website charges money. Like my host charges money if every time I make a sale from there. Yeah, in addition right. to that, I, I live in Australia. I've got to charge GST, and so that's got to pass on. Like you can go to my ABN. You can see I'm registered for GST. Everything I have got in that shop is inclusive of GST.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, but which, which makes the cop the cop's not exempt from that because it goes through that website. Um, in addition to that, you got PayPal. Um, I don't have Afterpay on the, any of the website because mate, if, if you think you're not paying for after pay as a consumer, uh, you know, you, you might want to revisit that because it costs, costs the retailer money, you know, the retailer passes that on. So I don't put that on any of my stuff to remain as competitive as I can with all my products, you know? Um, um so I don't do anything like that, but, but what I do do and I, I do take a bit of coin is I, I just, I, I just. I just double the PayPal fees. So I take 3%, PayPal takes 3%. So, you know, I don't make bugger all off it, you know? Like, it's uh, someone sells $100 worth of flies, I make $3. And for that, I interact with their customer, I generate the postage labels, I send them off, I contact the customer and let them know that that the flies are coming, I I create great service for them. But the thing is, I'm already there. I'm already there, I've got a a full-time shop there that, that makes me pretty busy. I'm already yeah. doing posties labels. I'm already doing this. I'm already doing that, and so far it's not a hassle for me to to do, and makes
2: me yeah. feel good. Yeah. Well, good on you, man. Well, three bucks out of a hundred—it's pretty much, um, you know, that's probably verging into charity. Yeah. <laughs> charity well, status, man. That's amazing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I can't do it for free, but I can't. I I, I don't want to retire off it either. You know. So I mean. Yeah, I don't know how to do it. I don't know why. Yeah, man. Like, there's been a little bit of. I've. I. It's come back to me from the guys that have interacted in there that there have been other industry types that have voiced concern about that. What are they saying? Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to get into it, Volts, because it's it's negative. But essentially, it's along the lines of. Um, it seems to be they are projecting more of their own insecurities. Maybe because they think that I'm making people buy off me or something like that, as opposed to being inclusive and supportive to the community. And and look, you know, it's just it's kind of sad in a way. It um, that that anyone would um, not see this as great for the for the greater community for everyone. You know, it's uh, even if I mean even if there was money to be made off it. I mean, like those guys that are uh, put um, insinuating negative uh connotations yeah are also making money out of the industry it's you know like it you know no one's no one's fucking rockefeller from it and it's um you choose to make a career in it it's uh it's a tough path to car but um yeah, yeah. but um so and and i'm not doing it for me i'm, I'm doing okay but these commercial fly tires sometimes uh, are making 12 bucks an hour because they're trying to they they're trying to put their price out there <laughs> and compete uh, you know, with 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 African or Sri Lankan tires or Filipino tires for when when they don't fucking have to. You know, it's a totally different fly. It might be called the same thing. It might aesthetically look the same to a beginner, but people who know what they're talking about well, will usually buy off the professionals, like and and local professionals, which is what I'm trying to sort of offer. If you know what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Um,
0: that's so pretty that good, you know, like I, 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 I wanted it to like it's a. Uh, I don't, yeah. Look, I, I don't want to get involved in the negative shit, man. I don't want to...
2: It won't get you anywhere, man.
0: I don't... Yeah, I don't... I understand.
2: It just gets you bent up, folded up, you know, but just... I, I, you know, I
0: yeah. hope that I hope that whoever it is ends up listening to this and doesn't see me as attacking their comments, but more offering them a different way to look at it that's going to serve themselves even, you know, at the end of that, you know, it's a... But yeah, look... um so Everyone you
2: uh, you picturing yourself as sort of like a spiritual advisor? What
0: <laughs> I offer Reiki and uh, and cupping as well. Yeah. Cupping. <laughs> now there might be they might. Be, <laughs> I don't technically have a cup. Booney. I've just got a I've just got a dude here. It yeah. just gives hickeys on people's backs, but um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> His name is Stan. Anyway, yeah. um, Stan, Stan says hello. Two volts, by the way. <laughs> hi, Stan. <laughs>
2: Did
0: you just say hi, Stan? No, Stan. I just oh, g'day, Stan. Yeah, g'day, Stan. Yeah. Yeah. Stan, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he'll probably reply when he gets out from underneath your table there, but you know what? Um.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Who knows? He's probably cuffing right now. Um... <laughs> Hey, uh, mate. This is taking way longer than I thought. It would. We need to talk about who we got on, and then we need to get him on because I know he's—I know he's a busy man, and he works in the sun all day. So, do you want to let yeah. listeners know who we got on, mate? Just briefly, as because we're going to cover yeah. a lot about this dude in the
2: interview. We've got a uh, got a gentleman by the name of Dean Pateman. He uh, lives in Weeper. Um, we'll find out a bit more about him, but uh, like most Deans, he can actually fish pretty hard. So, okay. yeah, Great. let's um, let's get him on, eh? All
0: right. Let's do it. Oh, did I say thanks to Body Jar as well? I don't think I did. No. I need to say that. I need to do a shout out to Body Jar for the, for the intro songs and the outro songs on the last show as well. Yep. So uh, they were kind enough to let us use it. And I wanted to make a special mention that the outro song, Big Shot, is their latest their latest single. Um, give it a listen. Go over to um, whatever platform you listen to music on and, and give it a listen and... Uh, show the Aussie band some, some love. They're a great band. I've been, they're, they're, uh, uh, been around for a very long time in Australia and um, yeah. internationally recognised big time. And, um, yeah, they're a great band. So if you haven't listened to it, uh, go and give it a listen. And I played them again in the intro of this show if you're wondering who it is. If you haven't got Shazam app and figuring out who these fucking musicians are that are playing on the show and you want to know, that's your, that's your best bet.
1: Shazam! Shazam!
0: I was actually hoping to go out on that last Shazam vault you ruined it mate
2: Hey, welcome back, listeners. Tonight we've got Dean Pateman.
0: Hey, you, you can do a better job than that, mate. Come on.
2: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Right. Hey, listeners. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Sorry, mate. not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just
2: Dean Pateman. I was,
0: I know. was wrong, man. Dean was impressed with that, and that's all. That's was all he? that matters right now. So, fuck, do it again, dude. Come on. No, don't do it <laughs> again. I don't, how do you feel about that intro, Dean? Are You, ha- you happy with that intro?
4: Yeah, man, all good. Whatever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. All yeah, right. there he is. Sorry, but Thanks, Pateman. He's from Weeper. Um, and welcome to the show, Dean.
4: Thanks, boys.
0: <laughs> Are we gonna pretend like that just didn't happen? Or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, we can we well, I think we can persist.
2: Yeah, let's just keep <laughs> going, mate. Keep rolling.
0: So yeah. well, w- well, welcome to the show, Dean. Really appreciate you making the time, mate. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah no, nah, cool. Yeah. Thanks for um having me on, eh? Yeah,
0: that's yep. awesome. So, so like Volt said, you're you're in Weeper at the moment, um, and it's pretty well uh, one of the one of one of the greater times to be in Weeper from what we're seeing in some of the uh, social media pictures, eh?
4: Yeah, man, we've had a um pretty sweet wet season actually this year, so probably one of the best I've heard the boy saying over the last few years. So yeah, the fishing's been pretty good, um, pretty red hot and. Hey mate,
2: yeah. Hey Dean, I just I just got to jump in, mate. I I heard the fishing's so good at the moment. Even Justin Duggan's catching fish. Is that true? <laughs> you
4: yeah, tell me, I'll, JD's catching fish. That that's a possibility. I don't I don't know how true that is, but it could be true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what's the process when you fish with Justin? Like you catch the fish, then you then you give him the fish, and you take the camera. Is that what happens? <laughs> <or>? <laughs> I oh, don't know, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Is he fussy about like? I mean, he's been doing it for a while. Is he like selective of size? Like, I don't want to hold that fish. Can you catch me another one or something like <laughs> that? Or <laughs>
4: yeah, no, I'm not sure, man. I, man. we've only been lucky enough to get out for a couple of couple of goes actually over the last few weeks. So, but, yeah, um, no, it's been a bit of fun. So.
2: Yeah, right, right. Is okay, he? So pre- you go. You know, you go. Sorry, mate. Sorry. I was just what we're talking about Justin and. Is, is he very particular about which uh which angle of his that you capture you know like does he tilt his head a funny way and mm, you know try and get his question. butt but out of the photo what does he do <laughs> oh, i don't
4: know mate i haven't really taken any notice to be honest um, yeah, right, yeah okay. no i just i don't know i just try and get as many tips out of his cast he's a good caster so
2: he's a phenomenal caster yeah he's a good oh, caster. Re-
4: really good man like yeah I've, um i've fished with a fair few blokes but um getting up in some of them snags and watching where he puts that fly, I tell you what, he's, he's pretty pretty good. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah real good. I can tell oh. you that
0: Justin's going to be very good at hate mail tomorrow or when this show airs <laughs> anyway as well. I'm sure <laughs> that we'll, we'll cop a bit of it. And, uh, just direct your uh to uh, Voltsy underscore fly fishing um, at mm. Instagram there, Justin, and I'll, I'll definitely see it as well for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll share it around.
0: Yeah. Sorry,
2: JD, JD, it's not your show. This is about Dean tonight. Yeah, so, um, let's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, what um, what sort of fishing you've been doing lately, and um, and and uh, what what's going off right now?
4: Oh man, bit of bit of mixed stuff, eh? We've had um, like a fair few fly guys up this year as well as as sport fishing, spin fishing, and um, stuff like that. So we've sort of just been a bit of a mix. So um, I've had a few guys this week just spin fishing and stuff, and um, and then last week we had fly guys, but. There's been plenty of fish on the flats, which has been great. Um, And just so much bait balls. Like, the bait balls and that have just been incredible at the moment. Like, today, the bait balls, the boys, they're just, like, triple hookups all day. I had three guys with me this week, and um, there was, like, not a time where someone wasn't hooked up nearly throughout the whole nine hours of the day we're on the boat. It was just incredible, man. Wow. Wow. um, Yeah, it's unbelievable.
0: So what's on those bait balls?
4: Oh man, there's a um, bit of bit of everything, Dave. Hey? Yeah. long tails, mac tuna today, um, big brassy trevally. We got a co- nice cove today. Um, just yeah, just a bit of mix of everything, big queenies and stuff, and just just yeah, a lot of yeah. stuff. Couple of mackerel nice spaniards and stuff. So yeah, we had a cracking day. It was good.
0: Yeah, I think anyone who's been there could would understand, uh, you know, exactly what you're talking about there. To people who haven't been there, you know, I wouldn't say you're underplaying it, but I mean like. Fuck man, like when when you see those those fucking mosh pits that are going on up there and the species that hang around today, it's just it's it's like uh it's crazy. It's like seawall under there.
4: Oh man, when you pull your boat up and the bait ball starts coming to your boat to hide and the bait's jumping out of the water <laughs> into the back of your boat trying to wow. get away from the fish, that tells you how pretty wild it is.
0: <laughs> oh man,
4: yeah, I was that's... kicking bait off the deck back into the water today because it was jumping in the boat. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's pretty wild. Oh, it's nuts, man. Man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Buddhists have would to have win. us believe that that's all bad people that have come back through um, <laughs> that's bad argument. choices. Yeah. In life. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. who'd be a fucking bait fish, that's for sure.
4: Yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> want to be a mullet in fucking
0: Weeper, I tell you. Nah. Nah. I know a few people who live in Weeper that look like Popeye mullets, though. But... um. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about them again. This is not about anyone else but Dean. So um, yeah. <laughs> shout out to my peeps in Weeps. You know, <laughs> I had no idea I was going to say that. Just made that up then.
2: I'm trying to think of the people you know in Weeper. You know? Yeah, you w-
0: you would know, them, mate.
2: Yeah, right. It's not yeah. from fishing, eh? Hey? Oh, ah, right. Okay, yeah, mate.
0: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, mate, how like how are you wouldn't have to run very far out of the harbour at the moment,
4: eh? Oh no, just like sometimes on the way out, you just run into a school of longtails or queenies or whatever, and mm. um, yeah, it's just just depends on the tides, man. Some of the like just depending on the tides, there's stacks of fish around at the moment, which has been good. But um, we've only just started getting those low tides now, and uh, through the day, um, usually through the wet season, you don't really get the low tides during the day. They're sort of at night time which is weird it's not like a you sort of get like these 12 hour tides up here so it's sort of it doesn't give you two tides through the day you only get one and we sort of don't yeah. get many low tides through the day so we've only just started getting the low tides now and the tides start to drop off so the rivers are starting to fish good um, we've been, been a stack of barras around at the moment actually a couple of guys the other week got a heap so yeah no it's um, it's, it's starting to happen now which is great
0: well, that's got to be, you know, one of the greatest advantages of, of hiring a guy out there, which I'm sure we we'll are going on about later on the show, but uh, as for what's happening now, like, I mean, when you say that, I just think that th- this has got to be the, the start of when the drains start the fire, I guess, you know, like um, around the, around, like in, uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the baby, like around the Wenlock and all that sort of stuff, you know, yeah, at the front of there. Is that, is yeah, that right?
4: Well, yeah. yeah, well, you, you sort of get it. Like, now that the tides are going to start dropping right out, yeah, I suppose all your swamps and stuff out in the back of the flats and stuff are going to start draining as well. So we get a lot of, like, tannin water coming out of the creeks, which really fires up some of the fish at the mouths of the creeks and that. Mm. Uh, and, like, some of the queenfish and, like, GTs and stuff, you get around the mouths of the creeks just coming out of those right up from up the rivers in that fresh water and eating all the bait. And that's just incredible, man. You can have just crazy sessions on big GTs just in, like, a metre of water. Wow. that's so pretty wild.
0: Yeah, man. Queenfish are queenfish a fucking great fish, eh, as well, I reckon. Just, uh, oh, they got everything.
4: Su- yeah, they really do, eh. They're such a good fish. Um, yeah, I just, I've never heard anyone be upset about catching them, I tell you. When you, you've got a meter 10 queenfish jumping on the end of your fly line, that's, um, it's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: yeah, 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 they can be pretty hectic. I've had them before, like, bend the fly rod upwards, you know, jump higher than the fly rod, <laughs> yeah. you know. And it's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, when you sure. see a fish do that, you're just like, holy fuck, man, this is. This is everything I want right now. Um, yeah,
4: they're pretty wicked fish, and they smash it down into the backing pretty quick, and then they're leaping out. It's um, yeah, it's, they're they're pretty cool sport fish, eh?
2: Yeah, probably one of our most jumping fish in that size bracket too. You know, not not until you get into the Marlins and and you know some of the Billies that they um, you get a fish that jumps that much that regularly and you know does that much.
4: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, there's not really much else that sort of do it. You get your just like yeah, in that size for sure. Like you get your giant herring in that every now and again, but like um, yeah, yeah, not, yeah, they don't carry
0: on as much as like some of them queenies do. That's for sure. Yeah, or yeah, probably don't have the diversity you can catch queenies in either. You know, like I mean, geez, you can get queenies pick up a crab on the flats, or you know, pop poppers in like a I don't know, fucking middle like eight meters of water. You know, fucking yeah. they just they're just great. They just they just seem to do everything.
4: Yeah, that's it, man. Like today, there was like we had a bait ball that was that thick you could nearly walk on it, and it was in about two and a half meters of water. And mm. like the fish with that stacked around it, like there was long tails and everything, like all in this, like two and a half meters of water. You could see them racing around the flats with big queenies, like meter queenies and stuff, big mm. grasses and stuff. So it's just, yeah, they're just anywhere. Like they're just such a cool fish.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, very cool. What are the uh, what are the what are the noahs like up there at the moment? Oh yeah, they're pretty
4: thick, eh? Yeah, yeah. Pretty bad at the moment, which just which just makes it hard because sort of fly guys are, sort of makes it hard. But we sort of um we sort of get onto a fish and then we sort of land a fish and then we'll move on. Um, sort of find another group of fish, get a fish, sort of move back around. You sort of got to keep yourself moving, eh? Otherwise, you're just feeding the sharks, and it's just not it's just not worth it. Like it's it's no good. Yeah. People start losing. Like fly gear and like you wreck your lines. Anything can happen because they're just they're crazy. They carry on breaking rods, like grabbing fish and breaking rods. Like it's just yeah, it's no fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. It seems to be the key, no matter where you are in the in the country. Like if you if you stay there and keep feeding them, you know that's that seems to be the worst worst thing you can do. You just got to move. Yeah,
2: well, you, yeah never you, just, just you never win. Just No, you don't. You never win. Like you might beat beat them once or twice, but you never come out even or in front. You know with sharks
4: no, they're so quick man like i've never seen sharks so aggressive before in my life until i come up here um i've just never seen anything like it like they'll run into the side of your boat flat out trying to get a fish when you're pulling it in in the boat like they're just they just got no fear at all um never seen anything like it like i pulled a tuna out of the water the other day i just grabbed the leader and ripped it out and I had two bull sharks come out of the water at the same time into the side of the boat, I sort of turned around and looked and the clients are both on the other side of the boat ready to go back out the other side. Like, they were just in shock. Like, they're three, three yeah. and a half metre bull sharks. You know what I mean? They're not small.
0: Oh, um, man. Imagine actually falling out of the other boat. I, I'd just, I'd yeah. be jumping back in the boat like a seal out of a pool at SeaWorld, just whoop, straight in, man. It's just, you couldn't get out of the water quick enough up there, eh? That's gnarly.
4: Nah. no. Nah, you'd have to try not to get wet when you fell in, I tell you. They're pretty
0: <laughs> bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's crazy man well that's got to be uh i mean as, as a as a guy like what you know um you know every day has got to be like a, a visual treat right yeah you know, like i mean you're not taking this job up because you got no choices you know you're um you're uh you're doing this because you got to love of fishing that's for sure aren't you oh, you know yeah, so yeah yeah so the sure, stuff man, you're seeing yeah Sorry,
4: you just learn over. so much. No, you're right. You just learn so much, man. Every day you're out
0: there, like just every day you learn something new, and um, it's pretty cool to be out there doing it. Yeah. So, Dean, mate, um, like recently, like uh, you know, like I, I've, I've, seen you on social media when you spent your time at, um, at with Sundays and stuff like that, which I'd like to hear more about soon. But um, I guess um, what what I'd like to um, explore on the show, I suppose, to sort of give people a background of, of yourself is a bit more before that. Like, what's, um, you know, I'm, you, don't, you don't just rock up to a place like that and just start, you know, like, mate, I don't think the term killing it is lost on you for, for the time he spent <laughs> in the Whitsundays. That um, you know, kicked a few goals there, mate. So what what led up to that as far as uh, in your fishing?
4: Um, I don't know, man. I just, I've, I have not know, I've most of my life, like all my life, really. I, I'm just, as far as I can remember, I don't really... I couldn't tell you how long ago I started fishing. I remember, like my first early days of fishing, I just forever. So yeah, I couldn't actually tell you, but yeah, I just sort of, um, I just looked into going up there because I was seeing the fishing looked pretty good. So yeah, to set up there for a year, while I had nothing on. What well, what
0: about what about the fly fishing, mate? What what got you going into that? Um,
4: oh, it's sort of hard. My old man bought a fly rod. When I was a kid, I must have been, I don't know, seven or eight years old. I remember my old man buying a fly rod and mucking yeah. around with it himself. And um, I sort of stole it off him, basically. And, um, yeah, just sort of started mucking around, casting and doing a bit of stuff myself. And when I was only, like, yeah, eight, ten years old, I remember mucking around with that rod. and um, So I've always sort of had that passion there for it, but I never really got serious about it. Um, I sort of just did a lot of other types of fishing and... Yeah, um, a lot of like just spin fishing, but yeah, I sort of always wanted to really sort of get into it one day. And I think growing up, watching a few videos back in the day of some of the old legends like Rod and Dino and uh, fish basically over in New Guinea catching black bass on fly and all that sort of stuff. I, um, yeah, i watched them religiously as a kid, so they,
2: they were great, mate. They got a lot of people into, fi- into fly fishing, or at least you know, if, if they didn't get in right then, it, it sort of planted the seed sowed the seed so to speak and you know a lot of people when the time was right they they picked up the they picked up the um you know the the fly rods, so to speak and and you know it's amazing amount of people you come across who, who will point to to uh those videos or you know um wild fish <coughs> or even that um uh ri- a river somewhere you know which was you know sort of like a yeah you know it wasn't very technical um yeah. You know, but it it did fire the um uh, the imagination of a lot of future fly fishermen. Um,
4: yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, and, and it's good to know. Like, I I love finding out where where people pick up you know fly fishing, and also, you know, what got them into fishing, and and the number of sort of father son or you know family connections is is amazing too. You know, and um, yeah, that's pretty cool. I I remember about. It. Is it true that you used to fish for Grim?
4: <laughs> uh, yeah, mate, I did. I did a few years of fishing for i What say?
0: Come on now, come on now, you guys.
4: <laughs> yeah, I did a couple couple of years there, mate, fishing a few tournaments and stuff. And, uh, and you know, yeah. I, I um, and I I reckon if I didn't do that, I don't reckon I'd I'd fish the way I do today. And I um, I learned yeah. so much from doing that sort of style of fishing. Um, yeah, like just a lot of that it, a lot of it was sight fishing for me doing that sort of right. thing, and And um, yeah, I, I, I learned a lot doing that and um yeah, I definitely say that if I didn't do that I probably wouldn't be Half yeah. the, doing half as good as what I have been lately. So yeah, but anyway
0: <laughs> no, no, that's Sorry. fair enough. Man. You yeah, should, you I know. don't think it should uh, you know uh, well, I hope you're not feeling like I mean we we do hack on brim fishing on this show a lot. No, I know? know, man. Everyone a, does. <laughs> but, yeah, but <laughs> I mean, like it's uh when Volty won't because he's above everyone. But I'll happily admit that I'll still fish with brim. No problem at all, you know. So uh, I think I think they're uh, uh, uh I think they're a smart fish. Depending on how you, uh, well in a lot of sessions, but depending on how you find them, they can be fucking stupidly hard, you know. It's, yeah, um, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, the, it's, cr- um
2: the crow but, of the ocean. So know, they, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, the crow of the ocean, but I mean, yeah. Look, it's. Uh, I mean, it, you see a lot of people that have got honed skills from from a brim fishing background, you know, that have um, that have you know, not so much given up on fishing for brim. I mean, it's hard. pikey brim are pretty different, you know. I mean, I mean, you're not going to find, you may not find the same challenge in pikey brim out there than you would for like yellowfin or black brim, I guess. But um, still, like the the transferable skills that we've spoken about on the show before, um. You know, you got to be, you got to be clever. You know, for especially if you're fishing tournaments as well, you got to go beyond catching them. You, you got to compete against other humans that are doing it as well.
4: Oh, for sure, man. And some of those guys are incredible, but right? some of those guys that fish for them, they're, they're they're onto it. You know what I mean? And you you really got to be on your game to um, to sort of compete with them for sure. Um, and like, yeah, I got a lot of respect for a lot of guys that I did a lot of fishing with in those tournaments because yeah, they they are good fishermen, eh? Mm. real good fisherman cuz how long days, i'll tell you what it's hard so, yeah.
0: yeah oh for sure man like it's uh yeah, i think that uh, look man yeah i think most people that have um have tried to achieve the uh, like i've seen the success on like tv with abt like like uh, we had yeah. steve morgan on like his tournaments and stuff like that have tried to replicate that would would find out pretty quickly it's not as easy as it looks you know that's for sure <laughs> no you know?
4: definitely not man <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not um, good good fun like i enjoyed the whole aspect going away with the guys and you know what i mean we go away for the weekend and you'd sort of all hang out go have a feed go have a couple of beers go to the briefings talk shit you know what i mean and and i enjoyed the whole lot of it it was it was good like that like it was sort of like you're going away on holidays and you're going fishing with your mates so it was um yeah, it was pretty cool i enjoyed it
0: yeah how, how long did you do tournaments for
4: um Oh probably, about, oh, probably about six or seven years,
2: I think, mate. Wow. Oh, yeah? Yeah, right. Yeah. What um, what boat were you running back then, mate?
4: Oh, man, I was running around in oh, oh, probably the oh, first tournament I ever went in. I had like a 3.9-metre Quinny, like an old little Quinny, and um, yeah, had like fucking 15 or a, was it 15, 25? I can't remember. Um, and I just ran around in that, and I remember doing the first tournaments, a couple of tournaments in that, and I sort of got rid of that pretty quick, and... I bought a, um, just bought like a, um, like a Stayer Nomad Elite sort of thing, um, just like a four and a half meter tinny with a fifty, and I sort of ran around in that for a couple of years. And, yeah, and then um, I did a bit of stuff in a, like in a um, bass boat for a while there and stuff like that. But yeah, that no, was alright, man. I enjoyed it. it was good. Uh, I
0: think I think the listeners are going to want to hear. It. Have you ever had a jet ski? Nah. Good. You just we'll continue the interview then, okay? That's, uh, <laughs> that was just random. Never, nev-
4: never even rode one. <laughs> have you ever
0: have you ever owned a slingshot that you've used projectiles faced towards yes. jet skis? Yes.
4: I had a cup with the sinkers in it in my boat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I I had a friend that we uh, used to do that, uh, fishing for tuna and um uh, in the early days and um and Harbors and Marine found us and found the cup and the slingshot there, and uh, he picked the lesser of two evils. And he told the dude it was for hitting the um, the sooty turns and above the schools, and um, which was which wasn't as illegal as as hitting for aiming uh, for jet skis. So we left us alone. Yeah. yeah. Interesting yeah. Yeah. <laughs> story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, can empathise with that situation, mate. You know, no one no one likes them. Let's face it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> So it was that, or so. Where is that, mate? Is that down in New South Wales? You're doing that stuff?
4: Yeah, mate. Yeah, Central Coast. Um, Dallas, I'm from the Central Coast of New South Wales, so I grew up in New Minor. Um just oh, probably about, about an hour or so north of Sydney. Yep. Uh, pretty much in between, yeah, Newcastle and Sydney, and uh, yeah, I grew up down there most of my life, pretty much all my life, really. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, around Brisbane Water and the Hawkesbury. Pretty much. Yeah, where right. I fished most of my life
2: port yeah.
4: Stephens down that way, yeah, yeah, I did a lot of fishing at port Stevens, my old man's in uh from in port Stevens and he's been there for the last twenty years, so yeah I did yeah. a lot of fishing there, a lot of um game fishing and stuff there over the last uh, last fifteen years so
0: yeah. yeah 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 nice what um what species um did you did you take i mean did you bring your fly rod to the brim comps did you ever use it I guess part eight of the question if not what was the species that you used to target down there and fly?
4: Oh, man, mainly kingies, mainly yep. kings. And, um, and like, I used to – oh, you target a few salmon and that every now and again and stuff like that, but sort of really it wasn't – yeah, I used to just mainly target kings and sometimes I'd run offshore and chase dolphin fish or just striped churner and stuff like that when you get the big schools coming through. And not that that happens very often anymore, but, mm. yeah, pretty much used to what I target, there was – wasn't much else to target, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair enough, mate. But but never never. Um, did you chase Brim on fly?
4: Yeah, I did a bit, not heaps. Um, I sort of like, yeah, I sort of did a little bit, but I'm just more chase kings. There's a bit more in it, I suppose. Mm. So it's got more of a kick out of getting done up on a boat mooring.
0: <laughs> so, so
4: seems to be the way with kingies, anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
0: agree. I, I I mean, not so much in getting done up on a boat mooring by kingy, but I mean. I find it. I, I I definitely see it as a tick in the box. I mean, I don't want to lose gear either, but I I do enjoy getting stitched up. I'll be honest with you. It's something about it. <laughs> so yeah. it's, I mean, no one goes out intentionally to do it, but there's never never once that I've um, sworn in temper from getting stitched up. It's more like, wow, oh, that was awesome, and then yeah, yeah. then realize I've got no fucking fly line, you know, or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no,
4: Very cool. I remember go- I remember going out with the fad one day, and I thought I'll chase some dolphin fish, and I get out there and didn't realise there was a school of kingies sitting on the fad. So I had about six flies in my box. I only just took a couple out with me. Uh, six hookups and lost six flies, and I had no flies left. So I was like, oh, it's going to <laughs> drive home. So yeah, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> master along.
0: Yeah, but no no donuts still. But uh, well, <laughs> no no gripping grins, but I mean, hey, still got yeah, the eat. Nah. Yeah, good fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I guess it's, uh, you know, like if you're doing the tournaments and stuff like that, it'd be – You'd be wanting to practice with the stuff that you know is going to win rather than, you know. I mean, fly fishing for brim seems to be more of a, a game of chess as opposed to, um, well, I mean, that's probably not right because tournaments seem to be a game of chess too, you know. Really, it's a think a man's game. But as far as um, tournaments go, you're on, under a clock, I suppose. Sometimes with brim on fly, like, you know, one fish for the day can be quite an epic achievement, I guess. It's not, not ideal yeah. in comps.
4: Yeah, they can be very um, very hard to target on fly sometimes. Like, just the slightest movement in, like, shadow from your fly lines, anything. Like, just those little things can just put them off so much. I've watched it so many times. And to throw a bit of, like, three-pound leader and, uh, you know what I mean, and six-pound braid in somewhere with a little grub on it or something, like, pff, they don't see it come As soon as it lands, they attack it. Yeah. So, uh, you know what I mean? Like, trying to throw a big fly line or something across the surface, they see that shadow, they spook. Oh,
0: well. of course, yeah. definitely. I mean, look <laughs> at the guys who use three pounds straight through on spinning reels with you know with um hard I step. I definitely pay attention to what to what they're doing. I don't, I don't, I I don't even own conventional gear. So I mean, like it's um it's um you know, I don't I don't say that for any other reason that fuck. I know how it comes across, but I mean, it's not intended to be like. But I mean, <laughs> I I definitely I definitely pay attention to what the techniques those those guys are doing because I think um
2: you foolish not to.
0: Oh, yeah. fuck yeah, but, like, I mean, like, it's, those guys, like, you're fishing for a fish that's in generally pretty clear water for a lot of its life, can grow, like, a kilo fish fish, everyone knows, it's, like, can be a 30-year-old fish, could you imagine how many hooks and sinkers and fucking bits of bait that thing has seen over 30 years, particularly, <laughs> yeah. you know, a, an hour north of Sydney, you know, as well, like, fuck, man, that's smart oh, yeah. fish.
4: Yeah, for sure, man, they're, um, yeah, overpopulated, that's for
0: sure, down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, would you be uh, getting a mix of black brim and yellowfin there, wouldn't you?
4: No, nah, not really, man. i just yellowfin.
0: Oh, okay. Yep. Just,
4: yeah, didn't get really many black brim at all. Like, I I was sort of a couple of, like, lagoons. We used to fish and stuff. We used to get these brim. I don't know. We used to, the boys used to say they were black brim or whatever. They They sort of looked a bit like black brim, but who knows what they were. They were pretty, um, some of them pretty dopey looking things, eh? Like, they just looked a bit like a hybrid looking thing, eh?
0: Yeah, Okay. Yeah. Did you did you travel in comps to Blackbrim areas?
4: Um, no, nah, not much, mate, eh? I, I I went down south once, down to Mallacoota and stuff and fished down there once before, but yeah, not really too much. So eh?
0: Yeah, right, okay. I'm trying to get yeah. someone on the show who can give us a fair comparison between the two because it's um there's 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 Camp Yellowfin and Camp Blackbrim, you know? Like uh yeah. as far as which one's more difficult than the other.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I reckon they could probably both be just as difficult as each other, I reckon, from my experience. But,
0: you you um, have to say that because you're a guide, right?
4: <laughs> 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 yeah, pretty much. <laughs> nah, they're, um, like, when you can see, like well, those black room are pretty hard sometimes. Though. You can see them and you can see a shitload of them and you can throw whatever you want. And they just won't even turn to look at you.
3: Like, yeah.
4: they'll just sit there and, like, where is he yelling and or have a spook or have a crack? Like, but. They can all be pricks. Like <laughs> every fish can be a prick. So yeah,
0: yeah pretty well. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely, mate. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's pretty interesting, mate. So it's uh, um, so what was uh, so, uh, have you had much like I'm fascinated, like uh, how long it took you to dial in. I'm sort of getting that background behind because I really believe that you know guys who are like sharp at brim from the southern states when they when they come up, um. You know, up here or even further north and so like, because I mean, your success in early was was incredible. It was uh, I was glued to your Instagram page, just waiting for posts. You know, it was um, it was really cool to see you. Uh, you know, just roll in and just start killing it. You know, pretty soon after.
4: Yeah, thanks, man. I, no, I um, I just yeah, I don't know. I mean, I still just had a look around there a fair bit. I, I honestly didn't get much time to fish, man. The wind is so hectic there; it's not funny. So I really I I really got very limited time to fish and um but yeah I found some pretty productive spots and they um and yeah I just like traveling around there and looking for new stuff I sort of didn't really concentrate in the same areas and I seemed to just get pretty lucky I suppose and um find a few good spots and get some nice fish which was great Yeah mm.
2: it was like Chris I I I was uh I was watching you pretty pretty closely and um you know we caught up when I was up there too and um yeah. You know, you, you gave us some uh, some information that was spot on too. Thank you again for that. It was good.
4: Yeah, yeah. no dramas, man. Are uh, happy to help? I was um, I was hoping you were gonna whack him, so yeah, it's good.
2: Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so maybe, maybe you can um, send
0: us some photos, boss. <laughs>
2: Gotta stretch them out a bit longer, mate. I've still got another six months to go. <laughs> yeah,
0: man. I mean, it looks yeah. like a great part of the world, that's for
4: sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely, man. Hey, it was um it's an incredible place. I, I I love it there. I'd um I'd happily spend more time there. It's just I think it's just the wind and the weather has just made it still so very untouched.
3: Yeah. Um,
4: and yep. I think, quite, and you you definitely notice when you're fishing fish that have seen shit before, and when you're fishing fish that haven't seen shit before, um, and you you can definitely notice the difference. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, but that's I, right. They, they, yeah. Particularly on those flat species like, um, you know, bastards and tuskies, If if they're fresh, or you know, um, if it's a if it's a far away flat, or you know, relatively untouched flat, um, you might get a you might get a second chance on some fish. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the um, the ones that have seen it all, they've got you know degrees and uh, they're pretty uh, they're pretty pretty switched on, you know.
4: Yeah, for sure, man. And I, I reckon once they've been hooked, they're pretty on to you. Eh? Like if you've hooked them and lost them, they're they're pretty um, they're pretty yeah. on to you. I've noticed, and like I've I've been to spots where I've I've thrown I've seen a tusky cruising along a rock wall and just thought, oh fuck it, I'll throw a crab at it anyway and see what happens. And throwing a crab at him, and he's eaten it off the surface. Um, <laughs> and then and then I've seen other ones where and then you just smash it and do you into a rock bombing in about two seconds but then yeah. like I've seen other ones where you'll see him up on the flat and you can see him travelling along the beach and I'm talking like a foot off the sand so yeah. you'll can you you'll be a fair way away from him say 100 feet or so and you could throw a fly and get it down probably about 6 foot in front of him without him noticing and he'll just come straight over the top of it and get within about I don't know say a foot and just take off 100 mile an hour
3: yeah, like, oh
4: He's Just seen a ghost. So, and like, I don't know what that is. Whether they've seen something like your leader or something. I don't know. But yeah, it's just crazy. Like, yeah.
0: Let, let me ask you something. Like in that scenario, that that particular scenario, had you yeah. caught a fish on that fly earlier that day?
4: Um, I don't know, man. I'm trying to think. Probably not necessarily. No. I don't, okay. I don't think. I, yeah.
0: I'm just trying to piece something together that happened on the last podcast with with Dan. He talked about um, these fish having these balloons over there. Really crude way of explaining it. Balloons over them yeah. that once they will stressed, that it pop and release like a pheromone. Again, not the right word, but um, oh yeah, okay, yeah, you know, yeah. And he was saying that um, for that's for carp. Um, yeah. And he was saying that the biologist who was giving that information was suggesting that every time he catches a fish, that he Washes his hands, washes his waders, washes the net. Because if there's any contamination there and those fish smell those pheromones, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna fuck off from their, from their fly and not come back ever.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Right. eh? That's interesting. eh? I'd I'd probably, yeah. Because I have, I've had fish like you've caught fish and then not caught fish and stuff, but I don't know whether that's got anything to do with that or or not, but that's interesting. Yeah.
0: For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't know if every species had got it. I'll tell you what though, like, um, a discussion that sort of happened off air after that. Cause I said to Volts, I've said this before, like, you know, like you, you catch a, you can't school a Mac tuner or something like that, you know, like that are just a, like a half a football field, just, just chopping up so loud. You can't even hear the boat and you might pull one off the edge. And then the whole school will just like splash at the same time. Well, seemingly, and then just go under, you know, and you're like, how can that fish on the far side of that school hear What's going on here? You know, like it's, um, and then Dan explained that, and I thought I thought of I thought of the analogy like a like a like a, a room full of mouse traps that are all set, ready to go, and you flick one and then it just sets yeah. off a chain reaction around the whole thing and it happens that fast. So maybe those fish aren't that aren't so much going down at the same time, but it's just those pheromones are exploding that fast in that chain reaction that it just gets to go to school in like a split second. Drifting off subject. But I just thought when you said that, you know, like I mean, obviously there's that possibility that the fish has seen it, recognises it, and goes, well, that hurts every time and I, I drown out of the water every time I eat that crab, you know, <laughs> yeah. and remembers it. But there could also be that chemical reaction as well, I guess. And I guess um, that's just all part of the, the learning curve of fishing the lifelong journey, I suppose. But, you know, uh, I don't know. I really drifted off subject there, but, you know, what I mean, like you know, if I wasn't talking, voltsy would be talking and then, you know.
2: I've got a sem- semi-scientific <laughs> for you, mate. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, not you, uh, Dean. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <Not> me? <laughs> yeah, Dean. Yeah. No, I'm not yeah. Dean. <laughs> not me then. The questions for, for the guest. Okay, hey, gotcha. Uh, have you fished? Um, have you noticed much difference in the in the tuskies uh, between you know the East Coast and um and the Cape York ones? Um, no, nah, not really, man. Eh?
4: they're both bastards. Eh, they're both freaks. <laughs> so, um, and they're yeah. both tough. But yeah, not not. I wouldn't say. I've noticed much difference. I just, I just think that I've I've definitely noticed that the fish that have been fucked with before and the fish that haven't been. I reckon that's about the only thing I've ever noticed with them. Um, Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just going to places where I reckon that a lot of people haven't fished or they haven't really been played with before, and um, just watching their reaction like to the fly, and then going to places where close to the civilization basically, and seeing fish react so differently to stuff like there's so much more like they'll follow the fly a lot longer and they'll suss it out they might do a couple of circles and come back on it and stuff and they might wait until the very last minute before they eat it like whereas in like i've noticed when you go to places where like probably not many people have ever fished and then um just targeting that species in that same sort of area and just what landing the fly and watching them from three foot away run the fly down and eat it like it was just yeah, yeah I'm like good
2: when that stars. happens, isn't
4: it? <laughs> oh, it's unreal. And then usually they're still going though, and they find a bombing about freaking hundred meters away and you ain't stopping. Them,
2: so so, but, so um, blue bastards up there, that would have been um you know, something new for you, wouldn't it?
4: Um, yeah, I haven't I haven't chased many blue bastards. I chased a few blue bastards over the west coast with um Dino and fish a few years ago. Yeah. Um they invited me over on that trip. They they went over for a fish and stuff, which was pretty cool. And we targeted a few over there and um but yeah, they're they're mongrels for sure. They're um, they're a different breed of fish they are, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, we we managed to get a couple of nice ones on a the row there, which is good. But um yeah, no, over here they're just yeah, they're pretty picky, eh? But um, Yeah. Yeah, just just different fish. Yeah, real different fish, so it's husky for sure. Mm.
2: Yeah. And um Harry Hotlibs you would have seen a heap of those over at uh early. Um, oh, you, yeah. you find many uh, at Weeper?
4: Uh, yeah, you see a few. Uh, you see a few just around the rocks and stuff every now and again. Um, they're pretty, like, it's. it's oh, unless you've got a perfect cast on you yeah, and you sort of get it in the right area, they can be pretty picky, those things. Um, yeah. I, I noticed in early I noticed when... I sort of found a single fish. They were real spooky and really hard to get. But if there was two in a pair, you could get a bite out of them.
2: Right. Yeah. Uh,
4: so I don't know why that was. Whether they were fighting over it or not, I noticed. But I noticed if I seen two in a like two cruising along a flat, I could throw it in front of them, and one of them would come out and eat it. Whereas, in, if I seen them singly, I wouldn't even throw it. They would just spook straight away. They were pretty flighty by themselves. So. Mm. But yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't really. Targeted much up here to be honest So I couldn't tell you if they're the same here
2: Yeah right, right. It, Dean is
0: this uh, What you're doing in Weeper at the moment this your first um, gig as a guide?
4: Uh, yeah pretty much full time mate. I did a bit of guiding down in Port Stephens um, Like me and my old man Had a boat down there So I did oh, a bit, yeah. bit down there on the, on the seasons And stuff when we had the uh, Like on the peak seasons over Christmas and stuff But um, yeah not heaps mate eh? Not heaps of guiding
0: so in Port Stephens, was it was it game like uh, Blue Water?
4: No, it was more just more estuary stuff, man. Eh? Okay. Jace, like Flatties and Brim and Jill and stuff like that. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, mainly estuary, Yeah.
0: So with your, uh, I mean, your interest, you know, in um, flat fishing on fly for you know tuskies and basses and whatever. Um, how is being a guide and just having that time to observe? Uh, their behaviour without fishing um, impacting your fishing. Is it improving it, or is it having a say? I guess. Um, I guess the 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 point of the question before you answer is sort of just to uh, give, display the powers of observation. If it's uh, if it's if it's working for you in that respect.
4: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. I love being out there and watching the reaction of the fish and watching what the client does and all sorts of stuff. And it's. Um, it's changed heaps the way I fish just in the last few months of like just watching fish react eh, to different stuff. Cause normally when you're in that situation, you're not really thinking about what the fish is doing as much. You're sort of trying to get your cast, right. You're mucking around, looking at the wind, you're sort of doing all that stuff and you're sort of thinking, right, oh, I've got to get a fly here. Which way is the current going? Which way is the wind going? All that sort of stuff. Whereas in when you are guiding, and you're sort of trying to help the client do that, but you're also watching a lot more. Mm. So you sort of, and you can, you can watch that fish react and watch where, different places where the fly lands and stuff like like on different angles it's just yeah it's interesting to see the way fish react to different things and because um, i think when you're in the moment when you're trying to cast at the fish you sort of just more concentrate on getting it to the fish yeah and, um, and once you sort of got it near the fish then you can sort of look at it but it's sort of um yeah it's 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 it's, it's definitely interesting i am um, i'm really enjoying it actually and learning a lot so that's yeah, good i've, I've got it out the other day I snuck out for a fish the other day with jd and yeah, we, um, we got lucky enough, and I whacked a permit and a BB, so we only went out for a couple of
0: hours, so yeah, it was good. Nice. Yeah, nice. So you're watching, I mean, like it's fair enough to say that you'd be learning from watching the fish's reaction, but also, you know, you'd be watching, you know, people's reaction too. I mean, a lot of different people yeah. coming through and watching how they react. I mean, you could almost say that uh, there's probably a point where, you know, they're both aware of each other, and just um watching – yeah you know, watching their reaction is is pretty interesting to, to to sort of you know to to feed your own sort of um improvement somewhat to to a degree as well because i I mean i mean i I've never been a guide, but I mean I've fished with plenty of people to know that you watch people react straight away instead of having that deep breath and thinking about it yeah. i mean and and it, and everyone's everyone's guilty of it and, and no matter what your what the level is of uh, of fishing you're you're either aware you're doing it and where you used to do it or you or you do it still do it, you know but just that um that reaction like uh, that's just like you said that 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 extra bit of uh time to be able to observe is um is paying off for your fishing i guess and uh, that, that's what i wanted to highlight to people who are listening at the moment just you know you know like uh we we said it before but i guess we've tried to make this podcast educational for people to take away not only a story but also something to come away with and i think that's um that's a pretty pretty uh important point that we don't speak a lot of in the water and 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 your your kind of proof of um of that in a way, I mean, only only a guide is really going to be proof of that. Spending every day on the water, do you know what I mean?
4: Yeah, for sure, mate. Yeah, no, we um, you definitely learn a lot being on the water and watching other people's reactions as well, man. You're right, and and it's it's interesting today. Like I like I might have fished a little bit faster than I, what I used to, and like over the last few months, it's just sort of just, just basically showed me just to just ease up a bit, eh, like and just take it, like yeah, as you said, take a breath. Cause, um, yeah, like the the more calm you are, the more likely you're going to get a bite, day. Eh? Like the more you're stressing out, the more you're freaking out, the more you're speeding up, all sorts of stuff, eh? And and I watch people because they get excited, and that's great because they're excited as hell. But and you, you just watch you just watch the that, that little bit too much speed, and um yeah, it kills for sure. I'll,
0: I'll bet you've probably seen uh, we all have really at the end of the day uh, situations blowed, but you know that like you know someone might ruin their cast or cast too far or, or to a point where they haven't really spooked the fish but then watch the fish come into an even easier situation that could have presented itself with just a couple more seconds of waiting mm-hmm.
4: yeah oh 100 like people trying to fight the wind when you're sort of trying to when you're sort of trying to get the boat into the right angle or sort of trying to get them into the wind or downwind or something and and people do get excited, and I get it. I've I've done it. I'm guilty. Like I've fished with people before, and I'm just like, oh, I'm going now. And you, if I had waited five more seconds, I probably would have got the perfect shot instead of hitting it in the top of the head. You know yeah. what I mean? And um, and and it just does happen. But yeah, you're right. It, um, you just sort of got to think about it. But then I've also waited too long and blown my shot. You know what I mean? So mm. there is a fine point in there where you sort of got to just commit. If you commit, you blow it. If you don't, you don't. It's just yeah. It's well, life is. <laughs> it's an
0: int- Yeah, it's it's an it's an interesting uh philosophy, eh? what's better to wait or rush, you know? But I mean, like let's say yeah. you wait and you blow it like you miss your opportunity. The fish yeah. swims off uh, you know, unhassled, you know? At yep. um yep. potentially or um you know, as opposed to sort of getting lined or you know or uh, I don't know, but I mean there's there's probably more potential for another shot by blowing it for taking too long as opposed to um being too quick. Do you reckon yeah, yeah. there's do you reckon that'd be a fair enough thing to say or, from your experience? Yeah,
4: for sure. Yeah, I've um I've been fishing. I like uh, Like I've been fishing in early once before. I remember fishing in early once. And um, this um, I was sort of just cruising along. I wasn't taking much notice. I just pulled myself in onto this flat. And um, I just put the fucking electric motor in. And I was sort of just having a bit of a look around. And I sort of went, oh, shit. And that was a big tusky right in front of me. And he was probably, I don't know, he was probably five foot from the nose of the boat. And I thought, well... If I try and ponk a fly down there next to him, I'm just gonna spook him. So I sort of just sort of crouched down a little bit on the deck. The boat just slowly floated past him with the wind, like he was close, and he just didn't spook. He was had his head down feeding. I slowly crept past him. I waited till I was about 20 feet past him. I threw a fly out the back of the boat. He came straight over and ate it, and I got him. So nice. Um, yeah. So it, it does. Yeah. It just take your time sometimes, and it does pay off in the end for sure.
0: Because a lot of people would have done that T-Rex cast in that scenario, you know, crouched down, dug their <laughs> elbows in and tried to just do a cast with their wrist, you know. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, for sure. I basically just sort of got myself out of the way so he didn't see me shadow, and basically just sort of, because they, they they just, they're so flighty, those fish up on their flats, it's not funny. So they yeah. see any shadow or I've, I've been fishing and I've seen a fish a hundred feet away and gone, fuck, I'll sneak in on him. And a bird flies over, and he just goes gone straight away. Like, <laughs> so, you know, I've taken me like twenty minutes to get in against the current, and he's slowly creeping away from you. And you think, "Fuck, I've got to try and get around him." And you get all the way into the perfect spot, and the bird flies over, and the fucking shadow spooks him. So, fuck, <laughs> oh, right, um, Yeah, they're pretty flighty. So, you, yeah.
0: you know what you need? You need like a, a Prozac, Burley bomb for those fish. You know, they're um, <laughs> yeah. they're on edge, man. Like if they're freaking out from a bird shadow. Imagine a life like that. What was that? And just yeah, propelling yeah. a million miles an hour, you know. <laughs> yeah,
4: they're, 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 they're so onto it sometimes,
0: eh? So. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, pretty cool. It's, uh, so, um, mate, getting circling back to to weeper, you know. Um, yeah. I know we've been talking about it a little bit there, here, and there, but we've been sort of uh, uh, meeting in the minds, I with fish, I suppose. I, I wonder, you know, I often wonder if they, you know, that's a stupid joke. People say they think about us as much as we think about them, but. Anyway, um, not even funny. I might edit that out. In fact, but um, <laughs> <leaving it. laughs> you got you got to try these things on sometimes. You know, it's all about working it out. You know, it's um. Anyway, uh so yeah, getting back to weeper, you know, the the time of year. Like we're we're coming into. I mean, you, you guys run operation. Do you you don't run operation all year round up there, eh? Because the wet season.
4: Yeah, no, pretty much pretty much from March till the end of November. So. Yep. But, well, like, we probably could go into a bit later in like into December as well, into the early December and stuff. Or, but, um, yeah, once it starts getting real hot, and a bit muggy, a bit wet, and, and the weather's a bit unpredictable, so it can make it a bit harder for um clients like to um predict basically their day. So, well, at the moment, the weather's pretty predictable, it's going to blow 20 knots south and we got good like, we got good beaches and stuff where we're out of it. So, I think mm. that's the best part about Weeper is because it's on the western side of the. Um, Cape, you sort of got those southeasterly, so everything's blowing offshore. So
3: um,
4: mm. we're we're pretty lucky there, and um, the weather's pretty much perfect every day. It's like freaking 20, 29 degrees every day. Get a bit of cloud cover in the Arvo maybe, but yeah, blowing a bit of south-east offshore. So that's pretty it's pretty awesome.
0: Well, what's the uh, what's the calendar like for species? You know, like it's not the same species all that whole your whole season, is it? Like you know, it's uh, some some parts of the year are better but other species than others?
4: Um, yeah, like, at the moment, it's pretty good for just about everything. <laughs> um, everything's pretty good at the moment. And then as you come into those um, those winter months, it does slow down um, a little bit, but it's it's not too bad. Like, from um, from what the boys have told me, like, you still get your fish. But um, it does slow down a little bit in those winter months, but um it does come on red-hot again as you start getting into, like, September and that and start getting into the build-up to the wet. So, yeah, right,
0: okay. Yeah, well, it, it, it's just
4: sort to... of a seasonal thing, like a basically like a transition, same as anywhere really. I find I found down south when I was down there, there was those transition periods from um, like seasons where the fish just went a bit quiet for a few weeks, eh? And, yeah, yeah. Well, must be the same. So,
0: but like, there's there's other things that come online, uh, in, in those winter months. Like, I mean, the uh, like, even the weather changes a bit, right? I mean, like, it might make it more accessible for you know running the beaches or something like that i mean i know i know it's offshore now like you're saying but yeah, yeah i mean um yeah i mean maybe I, 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 I'll, I'll attempt to and i don't know but to to put maybe put this a different way that m- maybe like uh you know right now it's just a, like pig outs on bait balls and everything's there but i mean it's not like the fishing's worse you know like for, from when you like uh, someone's listening it might hear slow down. I'm thinking and just and thinking, yeah, no, they're... I
4: wouldn't. I wouldn't say, like, yeah, slow down. The fishing's still red hot, like, yeah, no, yeah. like it's still going to be red hot. It's it maybe just not so, like, like flat out every day, like it is at the moment. Like, sometimes you might have those quiet days, but you like, we have our quiet days at the moment, too. Like, we've had a few quiet days, but that's just fishing, eh? Like, you can't yeah. predict the fishing. Like, some days you go out and you, you won't see a fish, and then the next day you go out and you catch a hundred fish, like today. So, it's just, um. Yeah, that's just, that's just fishing, eh? So Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, sometimes we get quiet periods, just the same as anywhere. But, yeah, like, I wouldn't say it's quiet. It's not like you're not going to catch anything.
3: <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Um,
4: but, but, I mean, like, it's not – probably not um, not going to be able to chase everything there is in Weeper, basically, like you can at the moment, depending on tides. You can yeah. basically – you can be offshore chasing whatever, and then you can run up. And fish the rivers for barra or whatever. Like, there's just everything's just going on. And it's just, um yeah, when that water temp cools down a little bit, I suppose the fish just get a little bit harder to get, but you're still going to catch fish, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. I I, I want to, I mean, there's probably going to be, oh, there surely will be people who've, who've never been to Weeper who are listening to this, but far out, people. Like, if you know, if, if you're like it, yeah. or there's not many places in Australia you could pig out like you can in Weeper, you know? Like, it's, um, it's crazy, you know, like it's uh, – li- we're talking to someone who lives there, who's on the water every day. For average for, for Joe who has an annual holiday, your eyes will be popping out of your fucking head, you know. <laughs>
4: oh, yeah, for sure. Like people like – we had guys that have been coming. Like a lot of our clients that the guys have up here, they've, they've been coming for a long time. Um, Fish has got a lot of clients to come back every year. And um, these guys that we've got this week, they've been coming for about seven or eight years. And um like they they and then today they said like we've never seen anything like it. Like they said that was one of the best days fishing we've had in a long time, like ever. So oh, fair and thinking. they've been that's coming awesome. for seven years. So like to so you just never know. Like they've said oh, we've just had great fishing for seven years and then still we can have one of the best days fishing we've ever had. Still, like today, you know what I mean? So they just yeah, saying, How
0: good's that. Yeah.
4: Yeah, so it's it's cool and and that's just the way it happens, like it's just yeah, it's just crazy fishery.
0: Yeah, well, well, I think it's it's you know it's 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 a pretty good option for people, especially with all the travel restrictions and people missing out on overseas trips to, you know, either the revisit or go and check it out you know, like in the in the first place. It's um it's pretty accessible. Well, not for Victorians at the moment, but um, <laughs> but for the rest of us.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure. If you're into fishing, you got to come to Weeper. That's for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I've, I've never I've never seen a place like it it's
3: uh um, yeah. it's pretty
2: incredible. Yeah. And it's so it's so variable like you you've got you know you got your flats, you got creeks, you got rivers, you got four rivers to choose from all, you know, that that join the ocean around Weeper. Um you know, you've got you've got beaches up and down the coast. You got more rivers just north. Um you know, there's so much variety in what you can chase, how you can chase it. Um you know, there's there's a really good bill fishery at Weeper too, you know.
4: Yeah, yeah, well that later in the year they they, yeah, the sailfish and stuff can be incredible, Um, incredible days. Like, I've heard of, like, people getting 20, 30 sails in a day. Um, So, yeah, it's pretty incredible. um, Yeah, no, you're right, and, like, that's the best thing about it too. Like, we'll concentrate. Like, I'll try and concentrate on getting the guys offshore for a day and then we'll go fish a river for the day then we'll go back offshore and fish the beaches. And then the variety is just, like, they can catch, like, oh, I don't know, 20-30 fish offshore for the day and then we go up the rivers and they might catch 20 or 30 barras or Threadies and stuff like that then you can go back offshore again They have all less they want to fish the rivers So you basically mm. can just as long as you got the tides you can basically just vary that and you can do and the this the variety is crazy So you get yep. be up the creek one day like in the morning You could be down out the front chasing like throwing poppers around rocks and stuff catching GTs and then two hours later You're up the river catching a barrow or a thready sight fishing them off the flats. You know what I mean? so
2: it's yep. just,
0: yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome, yeah. man. So, hey, Dean, are you, uh, like, like, the boat you've been painting, well, uh, renovating, for lack of a better term, on, on your social media page, um, yeah. is, that, is that your boat? Are you running your boat? Are you running your, your own boat, or is it one of Fisher's boats?
4: Yeah, mate, well, I, I bought um, I bought a boat of Fish. So oh, yeah, cool. Fish, yep. one of Fisher's Fisher's. Um, he had a can gus oh he's got two can't grass. but yeah I bought one off him and um yeah I've just been doing a bit of um bit of tidying up on it and stuff and um yeah I've been running that so yeah running out of my own boat.
0: Yeah I was just gonna ask if it was the same as his ones. That's why I was asking if you bought it off him or, or whatever, you know like I mean clearly there's a, a potential connection there, but what you said makes perfect sense. But um yeah mate. So it's um I mean like when you're talking about bull sharks <laughs> Running into the side of the boat, you know, like it's, um, I'm you know, I'm guessing you don't have a bass boat up there, so it's, uh, a, it's, a, it's, a, uh, <laughs> it looks like a pretty good rig for, for what's going on there. And obviously, it's been well and truly really proven if it's fishes, that's for sure. Was fishes, I should say.
4: Yeah, yeah, well, it's, um, I dare say she's caught a few fish that boat, I'd say, over the years, um, especially over the last 15, 20 years, or however, however long he's had it, actually. But, um, yeah, yeah, no, it's a pretty sweet boat, really, for doing everything because. It's sort of, it's handy, like, in a way, like, I can fish the flats in real shallow water. That boat gets in shallow draft, well, real shallow draft so I can get right up in tight on the rocks and fish in the flats, and then I can get up in the rivers and bash around through the mangroves and stuff like that, and then, and then, and then offshore, mate. It's got, it's a um, very capable offshore boat, too. And, um, yeah, it's a very versatile boat, so pretty lucky, yeah. to, uh, pretty lucky to have got hold of it.
0: How does painting go up there in, in that humidity?
4: Oh yeah, it was. I, I was going to paint it earlier in the year, and I've sort of left it a bit, and it hasn't been too bad at the moment. The humidity's dropped a lot, but yeah, mm. it was. Um, I was a bit worried when I was out in the um, out in the bork side painting it outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um, uh, it, it came up all right. We got it. We had a bit of a windy day, so it sort of kept that humidity down, which was good. But, yeah. Um, no, it turned out all right, mate. So.
0: Are you a painter? But Have you done been a painter before? Because I'm looking at your masking job up and I'm thinking you're either a painter or you used to work in Sanders' workshop. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm a spray painter by trade.
0: Oh, um, okay. Yeah, gotcha. Go. Yeah, I,
4: yeah I, I left school when I was pretty young and um, yeah, I, I've been doing it since I was about 14, 15 and then um, yeah, I haven't done it. Oh, I've been out of it for the last probably two or three, oh, probably three, three years now, I'd say, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, yeah,
1: right. right. But, um, yeah, do you have yeah, a sense of smell?
4: Oh, not much. Eh. <laughs> yeah.
0: I know a couple of uh, spray painters by trade, and and yeah, I know two of them that don't have any sense of smell at all, which is great for pranks. But uh, yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, well, when when you start going into a paint room and you can't smell paint, and you watch people walk in that have never been in there before and nearly pass out, you know there's something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, it's, it's not good for you, man. And that—that that was one of the main reasons. Like, I—I just—I've been trying to get out of that trade for a few years because, yeah, just the health issues of that trade are just no good.
0: Oh yeah, both. Both. Um, like those I enjoyed it.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. they they can It doesn't seem like a, a long-term job to be doing that. Yeah. You know, for no. what it does, yeah, you know that's for sure.
4: No, there's not many fifty-year-old spray painters getting around. That's for sure. Yeah <laughs> 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 so, but um no. yeah no I just it it yeah not a good thing to do I don't reckon and um I've always tried to get out of it. But I, I, I enjoyed it too. I liked the um I don't know, it was pretty rewarding sort of job. But um I just didn't like it for the health health factor really. It was pretty pretty shit. Yeah.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh no, that's fair yeah. enough, mate.
4: What are you uh, doing
2: that... this, what are you doing with your spare time up there mate?
4: Um, uh, mate, uh oh, bit of hunting, playing yeah. a bit of golf. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty good, man. We're just living the dream up here, really. I can't really – It's um, yeah, it's good. We've got to just
1: – yeah, man, pretty much
4: I don't get much spare time, really, to be honest. But, um, yeah, if we do go for a hunt or go for a shoot out the range or go play a bit of golf or something, but go for a fish. So,
0: yeah, um, cool.
4: That's, there's not much else to do, man, and you don't really want to do anything else. So,
0: yeah, yeah. So, Dean, with the people that uh, are following on Instagram, mate, um, is there an Instagram page for uh, for the um, for the outfit and and uh, and your page as well? I guess can you can you tell us both of them? I guess it'd be different, right? Different content.
4: Yeah, mate. Yeah, well, yeah It's pretty much like we pretty much concentrated on the business page at the moment. Um, but there's a fishes flying sport fishing Instagram page. Uh, we we post a lot of stuff on there for weekly, and um, we try and get some cool photos and some little videos of the guys, and yeah. they really enjoy putting it up there. And um, but yeah, there's some pretty cool photos and stuff on there. Some cool videos lately, so yeah, yeah. have a look on there if you want. But
2: I heard you're the uh, you're the media manager for them, mate. Is that right?
4: <laughs> well, I have a crack anyway. Um, I'm not much of a. Social media, man, actually, but yeah, no, I have a go with it We all sort of have a crack and put a bit of stuff up there every now and again and we sort of might do one each a week So or every couple of days or sometimes every day Just yeah, just depends on um, how busy we are, I suppose. But yeah, there's always content going up there. So so,
0: Yeah, Yeah, right. Okay.
4: We're gonna gonna push it really hard. So yeah, should be some cool stuff going on there over the next year or so
0: Yeah, right. Okay. I'm just trying to find it for people that uh i mean i'm sure people would know but we've had your boss on before we've had fish on the show before and i'm just gonna yeah. find the number or episode that is so i can refer back to people back to it and here i am just feeling out tyre. it is that i don't need yeah. to talk anymore episode <laughs> episode number 70 with alan fish phyllis for those that are interested uh yeah pretty interesting to hear how like uh, that operation sort of got off the ground up there and how it came about but um yeah, no, nah, look, mate, it's um, it's it's definitely a, a big part of of um the Australian fishing, not only fly fishing, um, history. That's for sure. That operation up there. So it's uh, you know, it's good. Uh, must be must be pretty cool to be involved. That's for sure.
4: Oh man, yeah, I'm I'm stoked. I um, I was sort of like yeah to go away and sort of meet out like Dino you know, invited me on a trip over to WA to go and do some flats fishing, and I was um, like, yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was pretty stoked and to spend a few days on the boat with fish and have a fish with him and then um, we had a bit of a talk about some stuff and he asked me if I had my coxswain's ticket and I was there and then I don't know just a few months went by man and we ended up just talking on the phone and it just come up that um, we might be looking for someone and if I was interested so I, we, um, I sort of flew up and he invited me up and had a fish for a week and yeah we sort of just went from there but yeah I was pretty lucky man because I sort of looked up to these guys all my life so to be able to work with them is pretty fucking cool. It's a hell of an
2: audition, hey! Oh it's gonna, man, it's going
4: to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to just to be fishing with these guys, you know what I mean? And um, and I hope there's plenty more fishing to go over the next oh, whoever knows how long. But yeah, no, it's been um, cool. Like I I remember when I was a kid, I was probably I don't know, probably nine years old, ten years old, and I used to go to that video shop down in your Minor, and they had that that New Guinea video, the Black Bass New Guinea video, and um, I hired it that much that the lady ended up giving it to me at the shop. So <laughs> she said, you can have that. And um, I was just like, yeah, cool. She said, you've hired it enough. You can have it. So, yeah, I remember watching that so much as a kid, man. So to be able to fish with those guys is pretty awesome. I was pretty stoked. So.
0: Yeah, that's cool, eh? It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Mate, all right. Well, look, uh, Dean, again, I want to say thanks for making the time, mate. I mean, uh, unless I was going to wrap it up, and I, I, I should ask, is there anything – that you want to bring up on the show to let people know about either what's going on out there what you got coming up or or it's, anything like that but it's uh,
2: not it's not uncommon for um, guests to say hello to their mum too so if you yep, want to <laughs> yep. Hello, there, is,
0: uh, there is yep. A, there actually is a fan who's a show a bit, it, might, it might this might change yeah. there is a fan in in, in northern territory that um, by the name of robert that did was expecting a shout out i believe as well um another friend of, of ours in towns will tell us about it. But uh, I believe that uh, there was something set up in that scenario as well.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know. Someone messaged me the other day. I won't say who. Told yep. me to give him a bit of grief. But, mate, I've never even met the bloke, so I couldn't yeah. tell you. But, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. I can't ever remember what he said. He said he looks like a sunflower with seeds on him or something. I can't remember. Uh, I've no idea. It's, <laughs> not every
0: day, it's not every day that John Butler will uh, will message you. <laughs> And give you give you a message for um, for you know like one of his one of his fans in the Northern Territory, but uh, look, mate, yeah, <laughs> you, you
2: know, <laughs> it's sort like the the Dutch rider of sledging, isn't it? You know, he's gonna yeah, I was, I was
4: just it was yeah. just out of the blue, and I thought, yeah, right, mate, <laughs> no dramas. <drummers." So>, yeah, <laughs> nice. um,
2: like his style, he yeah. does
0: consider this podcast his own little playground there, Batesy, but um. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta yeah. we gotta nip, nip him in the bud, yeah, you know, some some degree, you know. Can't let him have it all. So Yeah Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: yeah. Sorry, we we have, I guess we on behalf of the intermediate line and all the staff here, Dean, we've got to um apologise that uh some of the riffraff has uh made contact to you know to you coming on as a guest.
2: Yeah. He's a naughty That's boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Naughty hot. boy. Mm-hmm. Bit of fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing's a bit of fun, mate. Really, at the end of the day. But uh, look, man is there is there anything you wanted wanted to say? I, I, I interrupt, interrupted you poorly, then, mate. I apologise.
4: No, mate, not really. yeah, I just, um, yeah. If you if anyone's keen to go for a fish, man, come up, come for a fish. It's going to be a pretty big thing, I think, over the next few years. And um, we're looking to really push it hard, like. And um, yeah, we're going to have a good crack at it, so um the fly fishing is incredible if you're into fly fishing or you want to just get into fishing you've never done any fly fishing come up have a fish we're um happy to teach yep. you and teach you whatever we can hey
2: so mm. great place yeah. to learn so, so many so many um shots to be had and if um if sight fishing or or the eat is the um watching the fly the fish eat the fly it's all like the money shot of of fly fishing visuals then Weeper is, uh, it's got many, many opportunities. It's really fucking good. Everyone should do it.
4: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely.
2: Yeah. Mm.
0: All right, then. Well, look, uh, again, mate, I really appreciate you making the time, Dean, and uh, we'll wrap this puppy up, I reckon.
4: Yeah, no dramas. Thanks, Thanks, fellas. I um, appreciate it. Thanks for coming on, man. Well. Yeah. yeah, no dramas. All right.
0: yep. Awesome. All right. it could be ugly it could be beautiful oh welcome back folks and uh here we are on the outro with your hosts voltsy and chris or chris and voltsy no matter what part of the country you're from correct
2: yeah yeah it could be if if you're from northern territory it's definitely voltsy and chris if you're from if you're from brim country it's definitely chris
0: yeah. And <laughs> like, yeah. like, wide brim hat, you know, sort yeah. of thing, is what you mean? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like
0: you're saying bad. that, like, people in the territory have got their own pelts so they can relate to another yeah. uh, missing link. Is that what you're saying? Could be that. Yeah. <laughs> be it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Glenn's going to be very happy with you, mate.
2: <laughs> hey, speaking <laughs> of full pelt. Um, yeah,
0: Paul Dean Peltman,
2: Peltman was pretty good,
0: wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Dean Peltman, is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't very nice. I got nothing but respect for you, Dean. That was Valti led into that. In fact, when you got off the phone last time, we were talking in between and Dean and Valti's. Like, call him this, and Valti's got some, some dirt on me that I can't, I can't say no. You know, so. <laughs> I just want to, at least I can take the opportunity to say I'm sorry about that, mate. You know, okay. yeah. I've got Let's photos of
2: Chris with a goat, and I'm willing to post them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Man, I was just trying to get the patches of it for some dubbing, dude. <laughs> You'll sell anything, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I had to. I had to use both my hands. I had to hang on to it some other way. You know, it's um. Get your mind out of the gutter, mate. I was standing That's on its I foot. Do. God.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah look,
2: P- Peltman is one of the um,
0: oh, come on,
2: one of the, he's a great fish. And, he's you probably know, not yeah. going
0: to live that down now. This is probably going to be a running <laughs> joke for this dude. We've just done it here. I'm sorry, Dean. That's <laughs> a nice dude, and you just, yeah, yeah, unfortunately.
2: <laughs> Fuck over, he's laughing.
0: Oh, so do I, but uh, yeah, 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 right.
2: um, yeah. Yeah, so he uh, threw it all in, moved north, and and made it rain. That's fucking awesome. Love it, you know. Yeah,
0: that's what rap rap songs have been written for. Less man, (laughs) it's true, eh? True. Yep.
2: Yeah. Very true. It's the Australian equivalent of moving to the Keys and chasing tarpon, you know. It's um kind of yeah 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 Yeah. good on him.
0: Yep. And uh, moving to northern Western Australia is like moving to Ibiza, where you get the Pilbara. (laughs) Ibiza's <laughs> I mean, is where you where you party all night, isn't it? Right. Taking yeah. Pills, yeah.
2: Sleep all day, party yeah. all night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Killer. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Uh, um, uh, Doctor Christopher Heath, our ledger, is um, is is <laughs> back over in Pilbara.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You say what? Um, Can't leave. Well, what happened there? I thought he was doing a lap, but it looks like he's just doing a hit reverse. Yeah. It's going to be like a big M, you know, went sort of all the way across, and down, and then back, going back the other way, mate. So yeah, yeah, it's a squiggle. Mm.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's living He's... his best life, though, isn't he? And that—that's an overused cliche, but not in his case. Yeah. You
0: know? Nah, it'd be pretty hard to leave. I—I I, I thought he was in Melbourne, and he must have just made the decision. You know what? Fuck salmon. I'm I going north.
2: Thought... Yeah, you're just going. Fuck these guys. They never washed their hands. You know, they're they're getting COVID again. I'm going back where I came.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen one rock move since I've been here. (laughs) (laughs) Shout (laughs) out to Dill. Woo! (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's good to have (laughs) this many podcasts to refer back on now, isn't it?
2: It's good, isn't it? There's always something we can laugh at, even ourselves. We
0: are up to episode 94, mate.
2: There we go. And there still go. breaking
0: records, mate. Um, Dan Frazier's one. Oh, we should talk about Dan as well. So we've got the book lined up, okay? So oh, purposefully yes. not, not going to put anything out until this podcast comes out. Mm-hmm. And um, this is it. When we refer to on the social media page, listen to the podcast about the book price, this is what we're talking about. So currently right now, we have no idea how much it's going to going to cost, okay? Mm. Um, the What it's going to cost is going to be determined by how many people want the book how much dan can get it for like if he can i don't know if he can get to the publisher or whatever or he has to pay full noise himself Uh, and then it's going to come down to if you know if there's two books it gives us plenty of options to ship it but if we get 30 people who want books then we're going to start to look at more specific shipping options and that cost is going to have to be divided up and then you're going to have the option of standard or express once it gets here to get to your place. So all that shit's just got to be passed on. And you know, there's a good chance that it may, it may be cheaper than Dimmicks. but may be more expensive, but stop sending us fucking links to bookshops that hold it and insinuating that this is how much it normally costs. <laughs> no one is retiring off these book sales. Okay. No one's taking to have a go. Yeah, we're not. We're not looking to profiteer or see it as an opportunity to make money. The podcast is free. We're not. We're not a business. We don't make money doing this. Okay. What we was just. We just want to pass it on. Thought it was a good idea for Dan because he made the time to come on the show. To, to you know he gets paid from those books from every sale that goes on. Um, so we want to capitalize on an opportunity for him. And, um, and we want to give something to the listeners and give them a rare autographed copy of, of a book from a dead set legend such as Dan Fraser. So that's the reason for it. It's definitely not for making money. It costs what it costs. And um, if you don't like what it costs, we haven't secretly set up an automatic debit system in your bank account. You don't have to give us the money. It just is what it is. How do you feel about that, Pauls? Looks like uh, Volty has tuned out for some weird reason, and you've just got me. Uh, here we go. I've got a text message from Volty. Hang on. Let's see what he's got happen. What happens? Um, dude, is what he says to me. I'm going to... Don't know what's going on. I'm going to stop the podcast and come back to this. Hold on, folks. do doobie
2: doobie doobie, doobie. Yeah. Nope. Yeah mate. Nope. Mm-hmm. Okay now mate. Yeah look I can only totally agree with what everything you've said there mate. It's um mm. Dan Dan is a champion of carp fishing. Um you know he's doing us a favor by organizing some books and signing them. Um so there's a lot of learning to be done there and you know if it whatever the price is if you like it you like it if you don't then get your cheap one. And, you know, put it right next to your free podcast, your mongrels. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: The, the alternative is you could just write in it yourself with, like, you know, if you're left-handed, use your right hand. If you're right-handed, use your left hand. and write yes. And just, just sign it to yourself. So yeah. Dear Cheap bastard, yeah. uh, dear bastard, thank you for buying my book. Yours sincerely, Dan Frazier. Yeah. yeah. You do that.
2: Yeah. Hope you enjoy your new hobby, saving money. P.S. <laughs> Try fly fishing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yes, mm-hmm. have you enjoyed your hobby of saving money? Have you thought of tying <laughs> flies to save money? Yeah. You idiot. Um,
2: <laughs> P.S. Great sales at Aldi this week.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Spotlight is the best place for materials as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. You can teach yourself to cast. Why pay an instructor?
1: <laughs> your time isn't valuable. You're not worth it. Yeah, Fly fishing sure. is so hard just can't. can't seem to put the fly in front of them. They don't seem to eat my flies. What
0: is it with the spotlight feathers they don't like? Huh. Must be the rod. Yeah. <laughs> Buy a new rod. Yeah, yeah. $1.50 for a hook?
1: <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> I'm not made of money. Oh, they're taking a piss for sure, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Hot damn. <laughs> Mate, we... Uh, <laughs> 94
0: episodes in mate We're breaking records I don't know if I said this before It started to fluff out a bit With the, the internet connection there But um, yeah. yeah Dan's looking at breaking a new record mate For the um, for first week Potentially uh, So we'll see how it goes By the time you hear yeah. this that, that first week will be over So we don't know what it's going to be Because it's not through It's middle of the week For us Right now could, Isn't that Yeah isn't that Could right?
2: everyone do us a favour Just go clear your cookies Clear out your cookies and your cache, and, no, and going go do down. Bit. Yeah, go download it again. And get your mum and your <laughs> wife, and your dad, and your brothers, and your sisters, and maybe even your kids and their teachers. And yeah. you know, get them all to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That sounds smart. Who knows how to do, delete their cookies off their phone, mate? I don't
2: know, mate. Can you delete cookies off your phone? I don't think you can, mate. I don't know. You, you'd be the expert on that. Yeah private browsing mode and all that sort
0: of shit. <laughs> what? Is there such a thing?
2: I don't know. <laughs> Why did you say it then? I don't know. You, you taught me about that, you know. Oh, yeah. uh, okay.
0: Um, yeah, I probably meant just, just don't look at what you look like, look at, at a public <laughs> restaurant. Just look at it in private. That's what I meant. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Some of those things are, let's say, questionable, you know? Yeah. yeah. Pelt porn or something like that, you know? (laughs) Peltman. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, Mainly from Russian websites. But, uh, like, there were some interesting discussions that came up with uh, with Dan Frazier's one, and we talked about one of them. A little bit during the uh, during the interview with Peltman there, and um, yeah, God, you got me saying it now. I didn't even mean it. I meant Peltman Dean. Ah, look, man, we got to put this in perspective. He's, yeah. he's he's been fishing with JD. He's obviously got a thick skin. So yeah, he'll be right <laughs> And a thick pelt. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's yeah. What what Dan said about the um how carp, uh, you know have that stress hormone that's released through the, through the balloons or whatever yeah you know that's that's put a lot of other um, fishing scenarios in perspective for me you know some of the behaviors you see from fish mm. um, you know that that sort of I don't know collective feel that sometimes it, you know they the fish in an area are all shut down or whatever it change their behavior all of a sudden when they're when they're spooked um, you know'd be foolish to believe it only applies to carp
0: Look, man, it's explained a lot of stuff to me that I, you know, didn't know and couldn't explain previously. I just knew what they did, you know, mm. um, bass in a school is a good example right yeah, there, you know, no, yeah. you know, but like, uh, I'll tell you one thing that I've, I've learned with, with, with some of the, or most of the bass, like, yeah, sure. They'll slow down a bit if you drop a fish in the school. Um, but if you, I mean, sorry. They'll slow down a bit if you, you keep putting them back instead of in a live well. I don't have a boat with live well anymore. Um, I used to put fish in a live well, and I, I don't see I shut down probably a little bit quicker, but not that much quicker without the live well now. But what happens if you, you drop a fish? Like, just don't even get it out of the water. Like, it's on, you drop it while it's still in the school. Yeah, That school does not like that, man. So, you know, um, that's really interesting. Like, that, I don't know, I don't know what goes on there. But uh, two differences there within the same fish and the same sort of stuff. But like what we talked about there with the mac tuna, that's one thing that's always puzzled me. I just can't, couldn't believe that it's, it doesn't. I mean, I've talked about it, people on the boat and like a flowed the idea of like a uh, that pheromone or something like that that gets released before. It didn't make sense mm. that something would just secrete that fast. But if it, when Dan said it's like a balloon that pops and explodes, and it probably has a a certain sort of radius of, of Dispersion, dispersion
2: dispersion yeah no Persia, um,
0: yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah
2: yeah I'll just ask the smartest person I know hey cat yeah. it's dispersion a word right there you go
0: thank yeah. you Jim. I I like to use you as my grammar coach and then you like to double check it with the uh, the experts right So that are saying yeah
2: for phonetics and correctness
0: yeah Yeah. yeah. thank you yeah mm. it's not phonetics no
2: no it's not phonetics it's a okay. yeah it's not a silent h it's a what do you call that, age hey, cat A hominem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A hominem, yeah. Yeah, a hominem. Yep. Yeah. Oh. So, so, what... Um, <laughs> you know when... Um, You're really
0: showing off, aren't you, now? Yeah. You bulging into <laughs> yeah. biology. It's not a account. matter
2: of peer, is, is the correct word. So, anyway, the... Um, you remember that time we were, we were fishing and we had... Uh, you hooked that long tail, all right, and it went screaming out across the surface and then it come back at us and then it got we saw that shark coming and it, it, it literally followed the trail of the tuna and, that's you know, true it, it could not have possibly seen it. it was just too far in front but the way it tracked exactly where that tuna had been it had me wondering listening to dan that perhaps you know it had homed in on that um you know on some of that that burst balloon you know and then just tracked it down and smashed it because it, it literally Followed the same path as the tuna for 50 or 100 metres, you know, like yeah. it was just literally swam where it swam, same bit of ocean, just tracked it, you
0: know. Well, I'll tell you what, man, uh, I thought you were going to talk about something else that happened on the same day there. That, um, <laughs> okay. um, yeah, well, you can. I can remember on that, that same that same day, I caught another one, um, long tail, uh, you may remember, I was I, I got a picture of me holding a, like a long tail with your hatchery, I remember I lost my yeah. fly line on a fish. Previous, Then you just said just use that reel. It's got a new line on. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. So that fish I remember when we took a picture of that fish you said you got to clean that thing off. It was foamy Do you remember that like it was just that fish that particular oh fish dear, out of all the yeah. tuna I've yeah. caught. That thing was foamy as it looked like someone just rubbed soap all over it
2: Yeah, right. Do you remember that? Yeah, I
0: do. Yeah, yeah. I had to dip it in the water to, to clean it off to get it like a, a decent photo of it It was it was just it was just an ugly photo otherwise. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I wonder if that is potentially it. You know, um, hard to say. I mean, that thing was obviously producing it while it was out of the water. That foam.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The foam would be some sort of, some sort of organic material, you know, mixed with water to to create the foam. So, mm. it, you know, makes sense.
0: Yes, or it was some sort of detergent. That we've never seen before, mermaid detergent yeah, or something. Mermaid detergent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no wrong answers here, you know. Nah, just just guesses. Yeah. 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 Yep. That's the thing as stupid ideas, just stupid people.
2: Just the science behind your success.
0: <laughs> 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 so I wonder if uh, it, you know? I wonder if anyone's listening hasn't listened to the Dan Dan Frazier episode? And it's not that we're promoting it for any other reason other than it's um. It was a bit mind-blowing you know the way his physiology and the way he understood the physiology of the fish that he chases yeah was um was fascinating and um and like as we're talking about now like a lot of that stuff you could you could easily apply to um any other type of fishing you know which you mm-hmm. probably said in the outro we didn't do an outro on the last one did we we didn't no. do an analysis no we didn't no no we didn't come back with um God, I can't remember the names, it would be Rocky Outcrop, and uh, what was the other one?
2: Spencer Golf.
0: <laughs> Spencer Golf. I'm Spencer Golf, and this is Rocky Outcrop. We didn't come back with our, our synopsis.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which
0: isn't the right word either, is Taking, it? Taking. Yeah.
2: Learnings. Yeah. the key one at the moment. Yeah. yeah. I'm just trying yeah, but, new words on the podcast, man. Oh, we That'd had a lot of positive feedback about that too from listeners. They really enjoyed that one. Yeah. But, must have had two people say something it was great you
0: know yeah yep yeah, yeah absolutely man um i got a review here that says hi guys the show was really good it was so good that it it distracted me from the fact that that Volte has poor hygiene i went Ooh. what that was wow. a really really weird review but um but but uh-huh. thanks dan really appreciate that one that's a not dan <laughs> fraser um another dan <laughs> Ironically, from Victoria, where they do have poor hygiene down there. You can tell from another <laughs> <outbreak>. <laughs> so yeah, um, so you know, uh, yeah, I could read out some more if you want, but I'd have to yeah, look yeah. them up. Yeah, one, one more, one more, yeah. Uh, I'd have to look them up. So let's talk amongst yourselves for a moment. Maybe get one of the crew to uh, oh, yeah, yeah, jump on yeah. for a minute or something like that. Jamie, come over
2: here with those reviews, mate. Mm, yeah. Yep. Oh, yep, yep, here we go, here yep. we go, dear crew, this is from, uh, this is from, <laughs> <laughs> Pancho Pen- Mercury, Mercury Pancho Mercury in Darwin, yeah, um, <laughs> yep, <laughs> 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 dear crew, thank you for learning me about carp, they are truly <laughs> nice, they truly are the champions. <laughs> All the best, Robert, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> aka Pancho Merc. Yeah, <laughs> Pancho
0: Mercury. What an exotic name!
2: Oh wow, <laughs> this is getting bad, man. It's just falling over. Let's. <laughs>
0: Oh man, Have you ever, um, <laughs> that was a good opportunity. Going begging to prepare that one, but uh, maybe Pancha Mercury can come on to the Outro of the next episode. <laughs> oh, welcome to another Outro with zilch fly fishing content, guys. Yeah, yeah. Have you enjoying yourself? All right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. Um, let's wrap this puppy up, Volts.
2: Yep. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Did you say see you next week? See you next week.
0: Okay, cool, man. No worries at all. All right. Catch you later, Tiger.
2: Bye. See you, champ. Okay, can you ready?
5: Crime epidemic never going down on you the System systematic Survival in the town Only if you let it you're Gonna drag you Evil's down. my friend Evil's my friend again Evil's my friend Evil's my friend again yeah! If you wanna go and get her, You better stand and fight Well, you're never gonna let them Take away your ride And the bad ones forget them Ride into the night And the good ones regret them Ready to ignite my friend Friend again